Oh no, I got stuck in the wilderness in the winter. Gonna eat some friends of mine. Oh shit, am I being scalped? Hey, I'm gonna go scalp some motherfuckers. Welcome, dabblers. Woo! Oh shit, yeah. Fucking just jazzed up, man. Hey, hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode. Man, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We're here, you're here. History. History's here. We, there's two microphones, and potentially maybe some popples hiding out somewhere. Fucking popples, man. But some fucking plans. We've already we've already started making our own plans to make sure we get, you know, we win the war. Yeah, we're gearing up. We got blood swords. Popple time. <sighs> Popple time, if you haven't heard, is the uh, history of Popple's podcast from the Popple universe, and I guess they heard about us somewhere, and they've been sending us threatening communications. Yeah. Speaking of that, I got, I don't even know how, they got my phone number, and they left me this voicemail. Oh, really? Interdimensional voicemail. It's strange. People time. We're not popping around with this libel. We're gonna popple your ass. <laughs> You're fucking popples. They're fucking unhinged. That's it. Oh, Oh, threaten me. Can we, did you get their number? Can we send it back or was it blocked? No, we can send it back. Well, I got their email too. Oh, nice. It's just poppletime at gmail.com. Poppletimepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Those bastards. See, and they say that we're ripping them off, but it feels the other it, way around. Oh, I know it's the other way around. Popple. Do, do we have like the Popple's names of who they are? The one that's been communicating with me, his name is Putter. Putter. Fucking little dick. Fucking I'll putter you into the ground. Yeah. You little rat. Come at me, bro. What? Brah? Wait, you wait. do not want to fuck. We are both a little bit off. Yeah. You don't want to find out. Yeah. Oh, they make me so mad. I've just seen them, you know, vaguely walking around, creeping around the People Time bunker. They're just around. Oh, shit. You've seen them? Fuck. Middle of the night, man. Oh, God. I'm outside having a smoke, and I can hear in the bushes just crunching leaves, and they're like... <laughs> All right, so let's let our dabblers know. Don't go to... Popple time and get them rated up. Go to ours and get us rated up. Yep. Yeah. Th th what do they call their dabblers? Poplers? Probably something like dumb. Idiots. They probably call their listeners fucking retards because they're like, you are if you listen to that. You, oh. you, you know? Popples, man. They make me so fucking upset. I if I ever see Putter, something will happen. I'm going to drop kick his ass into the other dimension. Yeah. Come into my dimension and threaten me with your podcast. I'll yell at him a bunch. I don't know. How cute is he? They are actually pretty fucking adorable. God damn it, this is going to make it really hard. It's like Ewoks where you're like, how, how do those stormtroopers feel comfortable? They're just little bears. They're little Native American bears. You know what? They came at us first, all right? No, that that too. I have no qualms about killing an aggressive <laughs> Ewok or Popple. <laughs> okay. I'll get them all. Good. They don't fucking scare me. Hey, well, wait, what's your fucking name? Uh, Reginald Butthole. <laughs> Reginald Butthole? Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. Long line of buttholes. Very long line of the Butthole clan. Most mm. royal and firmest buttholes. Our family crest is just an ass. Mm-hmm. Firm. Mm. Firm and strong. Tight and strong. Buttholes. Buttholes. We're proud people. Uh, I would be if I was a butthole. I could see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't smell great, but... We're proud. Oh. We're proud. Yeah. We're proud. That's all right. That's good enough. Everybody smells funny to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just not usually to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just not to everybody. 
Hmm. What's your name? Hmm. Yeah, you can smell it. <laughs> I'm Big Gains Brett Dude Bra. Oh, Dude Bra. Oh, I gotta get me those gains. You know oh. what I'm saying, bruh? Huh? Oh, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you drinking uh, uh, muscle milk? Oh, yeah. With, the, with those... Uh, oh, man, I, I do the highest protein muscle milks for... Fuck. You, is it the stuff with, like, the raven eggs in it? Or crow eggs? Yeah. It's well, like... it's like eagle eggs. <laughs> it's illegal, but whatever. That's what it takes. You know what I'm saying? That's what it takes to rip it. This is how you get up to pushing fucking 10,000 pounds on the bench. Oh, God. That, that's, that's just starting. Yeah, that's just my first, like, set. No homo? I go, I go up afterwards. No homo, but you're looking swole. Yeah, thanks, bro. Oh, man, the dude bras and the buttholes. Getting together. This this bunker is going to smell funky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about all this. Funky and axe. It's going to be great. Axe body spray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely what this place would smell like. <laughs> yeah, with the dude bras. Hey, well, you know. Well, Mr. Butthole. Mm-hmm. Mr. Reginald Butthole, what is yes, our... Uh, thank you. Do you have a fun fact, thank bro? Thank you. I do. I came across this just the other day, and I don't know if uh, people know it, but it's a fun fact. Mm. So, uh, in the 60s and 70s, you know, Jane Goodall, the primatologist. The one who hung out with all the, all the primates. Primapes. Yeah, the primates. Primops. Primo, primos. The little, the hairy people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused with popples. No. I wouldn't consider them people. All right. They're more like gremlins was it mostly orangutans orangutans she she hung out with orangutans but uh mostly chimpanzees that's right chimps the chimpanzees the chimpanzee hmm you fucking chimpanzees fucking chumps is who they are wait i don't know why i'm threatening the chimps now i like chimps yeah i think i'm just in a threatening mood now that we talked about popples i'm sorry that was yeah popples okay let's start over here jane goodall yeah so all her research up to that point showed the chimps being um Nice. Friendly. Sure. Community-based. Okay. Male-dominated, but nice. And then in 1974, she was in, uh, where is it, the Gombe National Park in Tanzania, uh, hanging out with this tribe, uh, which she named, or maybe the locals named, the the Kasakela community of, of apes. Okay. And they had one leader... I can't remember his name. I think it was like it was something f- funny, like Henry or something. <laughs> of course, because that's of course. Doug. That's Doug over there. Doug. He Doug fucking runs this place. <laughs> uh, I gotta find where his name is. That's Humphrey. Humphrey. So Humphrey's that's pretty in, badass. in charge, and Humphrey is big, and I guess beats everybody up, and that's how he stays in charge. But Humphrey died, and the community split into two factions. The way that. Sometimes humans do that. Okay. The leader dies, and you can't decide who the better leader is, and so the group physically split up. I wonder how they choose. Hmm. It's weird. She, she, yeah, she was talking about how there's like, like with people that some are just popular and have like charming monkey personalities. I guess. <laughs> like well, his his fur is really just nice. Man, he's just good to look at. Yeah, it's fun to look at. Yeah, I'm going to go that side. I'm gonna follow him. He's not as strong, but. Man, like, look at the wind when it blows through his... Oh, my God. Look at him standing, looking off in the distance like a heroic chimp he is. Oh, no, wait. No, he's taking a shit. Still looks pretty good, actually, though. He makes it look really good. He's almost like an art form. Mm. See the way he's beating on that young woman, female chimp there? Mm. It's like art. 
Mm. He's just wailing on her. It looks good doing it. Oh, it looks great. It's a terrible thing that's happening, but he looks like just... That's my leader right there. That's <laughs> my guy. Well, it's actually uh, like the group who stayed uh, on the north end of the park. I'll just t- tell you the names because it's funny that they named these chimps. Uh, Fegan, uh, Jomeo, Sherry, Everett, and Rudolph. Huh. They all stayed up north and a group of... Some younger guys went down south, and there was, like, Charlie and Sniff and Willy Wally. <laughs> Those ones are better. The first set of names is, like, <laughs> Big Gangs Brett over here is, like, who names people that weird, you know, and chimps that Fuck way? Fucking dumb, weird dude. names, man. You should just name them, like, classical shit, like Chad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Brett. Brett. Uh, something, like, strong as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But... They, uh, I'm sure you could probably figure out, they end up fighting each other. Oh, shit, really? And it's called the Gombe Civil War. It's the first time that anybody recognized that chimps aren't so nice all the time. And they actually started beating the shit out of each other and with, oh, no. with like, rocks. And uh, they started to practice cannibalization when they killed. Whoa! Yeah, there's some footage of it where you can, f- they call it a war party, where she they follow some chimps who go into the other one's territory wait until they find an isolated male and just beat him to death and then they eat him oh my god and they run around screaming triumphantly it's pretty fucking horrifying to look at do they know what initially caused like they were once one and then they split did they just also have animosity for territory or i mean yeah no i mean just weird even even the cause of the split they don't know because they were saying that the way that jane goodall set this whole thing up where she could study them is they had a, a station that was always stocked full of bananas and they're like come over here guys we got bananas and there started to be like a food shortage of bananas and they think that maybe the chimps were just frustrated but yeah primatologists now think it's more like think about how humans do that shit like your favorite guy dies and you like this guy and they don't like this guy and then it just builds and builds until you beat a young man up and eat his flesh. Right, just like normal. We've all been there. Yeah. But it's just fun because it's the first example of what would be categorized as a war that isn't conducted by humans. Mm-hmm. And the brutality was so through the roof that Jane Goodall had nightmares. Aww. She would wake up in the middle of the night with these visions of these monkeys that, sorry, chimps that she loved and thought were nice. Yeah. And she has these visions of them cannibalizing each other and beating each other with rocks. And um, it's super sexy. Well, and chimps aren't dogs, you know? So That's why I don't really give a fuck what happens. They're closer to dogs than to us in the sense of maybe being nice. But uh, sometimes yeah. they are a little more human. Yeah, they're very human. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people use that as an example of like, this is why wars happen to people too. It's the same juice. Yeah. There was also talk about that. That's where bonobos come from. You know, the other type of great ape. Uh, sure. The, well, you have the chimps and you have the bonobos. I don't know what a bonobo is. Oh. Is it similar to a chimp? Yeah. Okay. Well, they act. They look like chimps, but they are as genetically similar to chimps as they are to us. So, like, they're the only two apes that aren't orangutans and, and, and gorillas. Oh, okay. And they just look like chimps, but they're physically separate, and they're in the, there's only one tribe of them in the Congo, and they are matriarchal, so they have a female leader. And they don't fight each other for disputes. They fuck. <laughs> they literally fuck out their problems. And so they're completely distinct from the apes that way, from the chimps that way. So they think maybe that's what happened. Is there was another war like 
two million years ago and some faction broke off and went to the congo and said let's not let's let's make love and not war it's cool so i see so many different things with that one is like the first thing is like that's kind of that's better than killing each other so that's yeah that's way better this is a lot more pleasurable than beating you with a rock but also it kind of brings a new like thing like well fuck your mom and then you do <laughs> and then you're like now you guys are you know we dominate you yeah there's also that's why she enjoyed it too motherfucker all right i'm the motherfucker sorry now i have to sleep with you to get my aggression out because we don't fight here (laughs) like i have to fuck you out of anger for fucking my mom yeah i wish i could oh please don't do that i wasn't planning this the whole time sweet bend over (laughs) yeah but the bonobos are fucking sexy as hell no cool just a sexy creature i read that should um, be concerned no for me yeah no, because that's how they respond. Oh, okay. To conflict is through sexiness. I just wasn't sure if you were like, never mind. If I was there, and I had to resolve a dispute, you, you know, win in Rome. You got to do, yeah. You got to do what what's going on in the culture. You got to do what you got to do, and who you got to do. That's what Reginald Butthole does. <laughs> well, I read of the bonobos because uh, they're matriarchal. There is a ton of uh, lesbian action where the females use sex as a way to like show dominance or show who's in charge or weird solve disputes i did not know that at all it's cool like one lady steals another lady's banana they're like let's just fuck about it and then they 69 each other and the researchers are like this is the greatest job of all time <laughs> they're like and now they're sharing the banana this is yeah this is tur- turned out just fine who gave them a copy of the Kama Sutra? How'd they learn that? Jim. Jim's over there like, oh, come on, look, it's cool. Jim's just jerking off. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Jim. He's like, this is why I got into primatology. I mean, he writes great articles, but we can't keep we can't keep him around with this. He keeps setting up scenarios, and then he films them, and he puts them on Pornhub. <sighs> he's like... And Pornhub takes him down. He's like, like, this is animal cruelty. Teen bonobo. First time. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> So Jane Goodall, it reminds me of, you know, uh, Farside. Did you ever read the Farside comics? Yeah. So he had a comic, and if you're familiar with his, most of his are usually one one panel, one yeah. frame. And it's just a uh, two two chimpanzees, and male and female, and the female is pulling off uh, like a blonde hair from the male. Mm-hmm. And she's like, is this from that Jane Goodall whore? <laughs> Goodall whore? And apparently a lot of people like backlashed against Gary Larson, who is the creator of Farside. Why? Because he gets backlash on all sorts of stuff. This oh. is back in like the 90s, or maybe the 2000s, early 2000s. I'll leave the man alone. So they were they were getting all mad at him, and it turns out that Jane Goodall actually saw the comic and laughed. She's like, yeah, it's, it's humorous. It's funny. Like, what is it? It's harmless. And I wasn't offended. What is she supposed to come out and be like, okay, I did fuck a couple of them, but you can't prove it, so <laughs> the comic's funny. Yeah, it was more so like, you know, it's, it's just a funny scenario of a, a female wife chimp getting after... The male one who's been hanging out with Jane Goodall. Yeah, I mean, has a blonde hair. If if, if chimps, like, I don't even know how much they recognized her so much as the banana lady, but they would fuck her given a chance. The <laughs> chimps are nuts. Well, I wasn't going down quite that road, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying they probably came on to her, and as a scientist, she was like, maybe later, like maybe after my assignment's done. Also, I witnessed you murder one of your brothers, and I, you know, that turned yeah. me off a bit. So I'm going to go to the Bonobos and get some of this energy out, and I'll, <laughs> I'll come back. Because <laughs> they don't even care over there. Yeah. Well, should we get started on the episode, Reginald? Yes, dude, bro. You know, I know very little about Native American anything. 
You know, uh, I have to be completely honest, especially before doing any research on Crazy Horses, who we're doing the episode on. The craziest. Yeah, I have to say I lack all information when it comes to Native American yeah. culture, Native American history, all that. So Little tidbits here and there, maybe. Uh, the good news is I learned a lot, and I learned enough to be able to obviously present Crazy Horse and went through his Bam. whole entire life. Awesome story, and uh, I'll give you a little bit of background. There's a ton of stuff, though. Honestly, I would totally tell people that you should go dive more into Native American history on your own, and we'll do more episodes, I'm sure, in the in the future. But mm. there is so much stuff, and I won't be able to get into everything, but good God, it's, it's yeah. interesting as shit. Yeah, it's fucking a whole... It's like the me being stuck on Africa right now. I'm like, there's a whole fucking thing going on over here that nobody talks about. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Same with Native Americans, so. Well, and I think in America, that's somewhat on purpose. We're like, I don't want to talk, but it's uncomfortable. Probably. We did some bad. Let's not talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Let's, some of that's going to come up in this, too. Let's just get, let's just talk about how great European culture is. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, they're not white, so why would we even bring it up? It's true. I mean, if you think about it, they lost, so who cares? Yeah. I mean, they have casinos now where they so upset about they got their own area we gave them that's shit but we gave it to them <laughs> they wanted some after of... kicking them off of their land i needed it i needed the land to grow tobacco yeah and cotton etc yeah well let's jump into it so uh we have crazy horse yep that is the name of our our topic our subject our person of people time today people time for your life and you will find out very quickly that native americans would often name they're young when they were born or whatever. They would name them stuff that was either based off of characteristics of them, sometimes physical, sometimes just personality-wise, mannerisms even. Do they name them like when they're born or is it later when they're like, oh, he's kind of like a fucking crazy horse? Dude, they get tons of names, it seems like. At first, I kept finding out they're like, oh, okay, this guy's called this and also this and also this and then later in life, this and this and this. So you'll find it to be common that Native Americans to have more than one name. Is it like... Matter of fact, Crazy Horse wasn't born Crazy Horse. Yeah, I read he was born Tom Collins. No. No. Oh, no. Tom Collins. Yeah. Isn't that a traditional <laughs> native name? No. Well, so is it based on like when life events happen? Sometimes. Or is it ceremonial like every five years we reassess your shit? Or, Not um, necessarily like every five years or anything ceremonial, but it, it, they sometimes get their name after like a new name after a big battle. Um, sometimes okay. after their... Uh, when they go on to their vision quest, sometimes they'll get a new name after that because that's a big deal. Right, yeah. So uh, it's a lot of different things. As a matter of fact, Crazy Horse he was actually born as Tashunko Witko. Ooh, that sounds d distinct. And he is, I'm pulling shit from like the fourth grade, uh, Oglala, right? Yeah, you're right. Lakota. Oh, shit, how did, I didn't get taught that. Yeah, Oglala. So he's technically an Oglala. Uh, so is that is that name like an Oglala language? Or does it mean something? A Lakota language, yeah. Okay. So Oglola is a kind of like a branch of Lakota. And Lakota is a branch of uh, So. Or oh, Sioux. Sioux. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Of Sioux. Sioux of the Susi Sioux and the Banshees. Yeah. And so Sioux is actually a really big umbrella. It kind of encapsulates a lot of different... It's like that whole Plains area, right? You're right. So it's the Plains Indians. I think I read cause... about this once, and now it's all coming back, and I don't remember where I read it. Well, that's awesome, because <laughs> I, I didn't just, know any I just tapped shit. into it somewhere. That reminds me, too. As I just said that, you're going to hear me use the term that I don't really... 
like to use so mm. much because it's actually engraved in history this way. And I'll explain why I'm going to say it too. But Indians, they're not Indians, no. right? They're, they were never Indians. Nah, you're fucking Indians. <laughs> yeah, so Lucy case fit about that. Nah, you're fucking Indians. So yeah, so I will, you'll hear me switch back and forth because I typically will call them natives or Native Americans. But they actually are, I mean, I'm telling you, even federally known as Indians. Like yeah. some of their names, their actual like title names that the feds use. I mean... It's stupid, but... It's set in, and now it just is there. It's also, in case you ever want to go look up any of the stuff that we're talking about here, if you were to go look up the Plains Native Americans, I'm sure you'd come up and find it, but it's going to come up a lot easier by going to Plains Indians. Like, it'll pop up immediately. And people, I mean, it's so much that nobody gives a fuck that they exist at all. I'm surprised the census doesn't ask, are you an Indian? Yeah, right. Right, or or, or red-skinned or some shit like that, because... Who, yeah. gi- who gives a fuck, really? Now, Toshunko Witko might actually, and this was hard for me to find out, it might actually just mean crazy horse. So some people said he was born Toshunko Witko, and then later on I was like, I think crazy horse, the translation oh. is actually that. So it was kind of difficult, but he didn't really go by, he actually went by Curly when he was younger. All right, hey, that's fun. Yeah, He's got two friends, uh, Mo and the other one. Yeah, well, yeah what is the other one? Anyways, he went, he went by Curly because he was actually slightly fair Shemp. skin. Shemp? Isn't it Shemp, Moe, and Curly? <laughs> what? That's not it? I don't think so. Oh, Tom Collins. Yeah, that's it. And and Moe and Curly. Mm-hmm. Wop, waka, waka, waka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not exclusively named after events. Their names often. It's some combination of that. Like, like some of them are named like stairs off into the wild or that's kind of neat because they might be a little spacey and they stare off a lot or it might be uh, sometimes it's a branch off of their parents name so like sitting bull his father's name was jumping bull so it kind of like passed down he's just the lazier of the two i guess he just sits around (laughs) (laughs) i don't think sitting bull is very lazy but yeah there must have been something about maybe he preferred sitting over standing and like people are like that's different than what everybody else is doing so it stands out so you're sitting could be Maybe he sat on a bull once, and they're like, yep, "Shit, changing your name, sitting bull." It is. I think if I were Native American, they would have called me like weird pervert. <laughs> stares, stares off. Well, the weird thing too is like their names aren't ever like they're 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 a good thing. Like you'll see stuff that describes stuff like. There's an Indian called, there's a, a Native American called Big Nose. And you'd be like, that seems rude. It's fucking. <laughs> but it's not. Like, he just had a, maybe a slightly bigger nose than everybody else. And that stood out enough for, like, Big Nose. And it's not to be, like, rude or mean. It's just a description that was able. If you're talking about somebody over there you've never met, you're like, well, okay, well, but, go talk to Big Nose over there. The guy you're talking to might be able to look over and go, he means probably that guy. Oh, uh, it's that guy. Look not at that honker. <laughs> but that seems uncool because you didn't do anything else cool. He oh, just yeah. had a big nose, and that's the one thing. People are like, he never accomplished anything. He just had a big fucking probably nose. had, like, two other names, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, Pussy Slayer. But, <laughs> yeah, that was the one that was... <laughs> but he preferred to go by big nose. He didn't want to brag. Yeah. Everybody just knew he was a Pussy Slayer. And he's pussy like, Slayer. Sometimes they went by Beats Up the Pussy real good, but Ooh, yeah. that one's long. That, that's kind of, like, more ceremonial. Yeah, like, it had to be, like, his birthday to be called that. Yeah. Officially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too long to say just in common talk, you know? Yeah, you don't want to get too common fancy common. all the time with Big Nose. <laughs> big Nose. <laughs> you don't want to. He's a, he's a casual guy. Yeah. He pounds it. So he got Curly, Crazy Horse. Yeah. 
uh, he was called curly when he was younger because he had actually slightly fair skin, was still pretty, you know, Native American darker sure. skin, of course, not fair like white, but it was fairer. And his hair was a little bit lighter, which also got the nickname of um, light hair. Hmm. But it was also curly, which was kind of odd for Native Americans because their hair was He's, dark and straight. So he, he doesn't secretly have like a... I tried to look white, up to see if he might have had white some... White parent? No. Nah, a black parent, maybe? Mm-mm. The curly hair? Didn't seem so. Hey, so the the native god is just like that one's special. Yeah, let's make him different. Kinda, yeah, kind of like our white our white gods over here. You know what? Jesus. Oh, he's definitely Middle Eastern. But when he was born, God was like, <laughs> "That's the guy." He's gonna be white, white, brown, reddish hair, beautiful Scottish looks, <laughs> blonde eyes somehow. Yeah, and then blue he, eyes. Yeah, blue eyes. Yeah, and walking around, and people are just oh, he's. A I can't wait to kill him later. <laughs> He's damn right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure none of that's accurate for his image and description, but whatever. No, I get off on weird tangents. Yeah, no, I, I, me too. I was gonna mention because I think Christmas just happened when, when, when we're releasing this. Yeah. Uh, which I vaguely think is celebrating the birth of Jeffrey the giraffe. Yeah. It's really more of a winter solstice, but. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the what they're talking about with the rebirth so or the the birth. So I just want to remind everybody, get your hands on some giraffe blood. All hail the toys. Toys are us. Mm-hmm. I don't want to grow up. I don't think they can even sue us anymore. They're not in business. So they're we, defunct. I think we can sing the whole song. I think we could, actually. <laughs> what are they going to do? I mean, really, I'm telling them that they're, they're mascots of God, so they should be psyched about that. Yeah. Well, so to get into the story with Crazy Horse, he was born in 1840, to give you the time frame. Oh, that's much later than I was thinking. Same here. Holy shit. Way, way later than I thought. Yeah, I was thinking like 16, 1700s. Yep. The fuck do I know? And he was born somewhere in South Dakota. It seems like probably the southeastern side of the state. And uh, he was with his tribes, which was, as I was saying before, the Oglala Lakota Sioux. Jesus. Yeah. Is that where Dakota comes from? Lakota? I think so, because there are multiple tribes that have names similar to Lakota, and they mm. all sound kind of like Dakota. Hmm. So, I always uh, thought it was named after Dakota, Montana, Dakota. Dakota uh, Manning? Manning, Dakota? <laughs> was that bitch's name? Yeah. Some <laughs> one of those. She's one of those. Yeah. I think it's Dakota Manning. So, as also we were kind of describing, Lakota is one of the three major tribes of the Great Sioux Nation. Ooh. So, and these are tribes that are known as the Plains Indians. That's where you'll find them under. They're very plain. Well, they become the Plains Indians because around this time frame, the natives weren't really, they weren't in the Plains area at all. They were kind of staying near mountains and streams Mm. and where they could grow food, but they were eventually introduced to horses because horses were not in America until like the 1500s. Yeah, when they were brought over. No matter what Joseph Smith wrote in his stupid, crazy story that's all full of lies. Well, let me tell you, dude, brah. Horse is an interpretation. Oh, my God. They could be riding on maybe a big bird or a dinosaur. <laughs> or a griffin. Or, or a griffin. Yeah. God, see, the, you're the problem. <laughs> You're the problem, not the book. The book is not the problem. I hope, I hope, I Horse is a creature you ride. They just had gorillas they rode on. <laughs> Dumbest or, excuse. Or black people. They just I jumped love, on them and they're like, go into war. The other excuse is maybe the translation was just not completely accurate. It's like, that's what he was doing, though. He was translating, supposedly. Isn't that what Egyptian makes him fucking special? Scrolls. And through a, a rock and God, he translated. And you're telling me he translated the wrong word while doing this? 
multiple times. So it, it said over and over again, large chicken. And he goes, I think that says horse. horse. I must say horse. Even though I can read it completely in my own language. Mm, I think it says horse. And I'll write it down like four or five times in my own book. I do love the the image of the, the Book of Mormon wars and they're all like fucking ostriches. Because <laughs> that has been explained <laughs> to me. ostriches in the fucking No, my mom was Americans? saying something about that. She's like, well, it just had to be a big creature they could ride. And we know that the... And it landed on... Maybe it's a big fucking bird. <laughs> so like <stupid>. ostriches. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but I like it. It's one of the best parts of the Book of Mormon. So when the horses were actually introduced to the Americas and they came down through South America, the Spaniards brought a bunch. Uh, yeah. A lot of other people brought a bunch in. And they start, of course, trading or getting stolen or just going wild and breeding and then they get caught. This is what really brought out the Plains Indians. They were able to then move around much further distances, much quicker, and it made it easy to hunt buffalo. Oh, hell before, yeah. Before, you couldn't, you couldn't chase after a buffalo. They were Fuck fucking no. quick. That's, that's, like, that's like when the car is introduced, suddenly mobility is just like, bam. Yeah. It'd be badass. So, and yeah, the natives loved horses and loved that they, it made them more free to go where they wanted to. It also kind of made them more nomadic. They wouldn't necessarily stay in one area for, hmm. you know, a very long time they would sometimes move around a bunch pretty much wherever the buffalo were going food and then they would just camp hmm. and they might stay for a while and then depending on how the food is and the water source so that's kind of why we get the plains indians they weren't really out in the plains until that point bam dude that i didn't know that at all man me either until i did this it's kind of cool i just i thought they were out on the plains just riding ostriches yeah that's what i saw in my head it's cool to think just introducing this animal kind of changed the entire culture to like migrate to different areas to yeah. use different resources and eat different food like a, a simple animal changed the whole entire geographical area of you know well it's being used at least i mean more than probably any other animal over there like because you get on it you ride you can go further distances yeah. start tapping into your mongolian feelings on the inside Dude, it kind of actually reminds me of the Mongols from when you were telling me the story of Genghis Khan. There's a lot of similarities. Similar vibe. Yeah. Well, I think that's where science has landed that the natives are most related to is the Mongolian type. Oh, really? Type of like East East Asia, Northeast Asia people. Well, I can see if, I mean, if both use horses to get around and, I mean, that just makes sense that then they would be... They just tap into it. Yeah. Going, they, it's following the path of least resistance. All yeah. right, about this horse, let's go find food. Like, well... This is awesome. However, we should clarify, we know they're not Mongolians because according to Joseph Smith, they're actually Jews who uh, came over from uh, Egypt in, uh, in boats. Yeah. I had to, I'm sorry. I had to bring up Joseph Smith. Like I'm glad that you're- 100,000 years ago in boats. Yeah. You fucking God. But horses are, I mean, they're considered to be sacred to natives and they're also, they're actually even considered to actually be a value, like a, almost like a currency. Huh. So the wealthier- you know, the more horses you had, the, sure. the wealthier you were considered yeah. to be. Have a horse collection. Yeah. You could give other people horses. You could loan horses to the oh, tribe. Dowries must have gotten much better. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's kind of an interesting thing, too. We'll get into marriage. Horse, yeah, I guess I don't know their culture on that. But uh, so here's also a fun fact I wanted to bring up because mm. I thought this was just adds on top of the uh, ridiculous and hilarity of it that the word Sioux is actually not what they call themselves never is and the reason why is because their enemies called it to them and it, it literally means enemy or possibly snake oh so oh, that's from uh, the crow 
Yeah, so the crow would call them yeah. Sue. Because I don't know like, where I'm tapping this information. I have no idea either. This is insane. I think it's because I watched The Patriot with Mel Gibson. I don't... <laughs> is that it? Maybe. I mean, I watched it too, and I didn't get all this shit, so you must be tapping into some... I didn't actually read... You saw some stuff I didn't see in the movie. I must have seen a documentary or something like Blackout Drunk, and <laughs> I just absorbed it. <laughs> just like reading between the lines of movies that I've also seen, but I'm like, I don't get it. What's it was, going on? It was actually the uh, Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. There's a lot of uh, stuff about the Oglala, the Sioux, yeah. in that movie. So the Oglala are actually known, federally recognized tribe as the Sioux. Which which is funny because we call them Indians, which are not. And then we call them Sioux, which is not what they call themselves because it means enemy. So it's like the Nazis. Like, kind of. Like I we, thought the same thing a little we bit. We took what the Crow called them and we're like, ah, you're a bunch of snake traders. Yeah. All right. It's what do they call themselves weird. then? They call themselves the... Uh, Just Oglala? Yeah, Ogla- o- Oglala or uh, Lakota. Oh, man, that's such a dignified word, too. Lakota? Lakota. Sounds cool. It sounds badass, yeah. So I just want to bring up that fun fact as well. Um, but going into his parents, uh, Crazy Horse's mother, uh, her name was Rattling Blanket Woman. Okay. Yeah, that's what the uh, English translation... She has a blanket with rattles on it. I guess. I don't know how she got her name, but... Lo- lovely woman. There's actually really not a lot of information we have on her other than what I'm going to tell you here in a second, but really, really tiny bit of info. Mm. Uh, Crazy Horse's father was also named Crazy Horse. Ah. So that's kind of interesting that that's the... But he will later go by the the name Worm. That's not... That's, that's no fun at all. Which seems like it would be a bad thing, but it's not. This is just... I don't know why he got that nickname mm, big, or that nickname, that name. Big nose and Worm. Yeah. Hanging out being dignified so i'm gonna definitely be calling him worm from now on so we don't get confused with the whole junior senior thing smart there you go but that's yeah. really unfortunate though i you know how do you land on that maybe it's it could be a good thing in some way we just i think obviously think about it negatively because it's, it's true used as an insult you worm natives are very also about where you come from which is like earth and so it's like being grounded it's mm. being close to earth it's being close to nature so worm is probably like What's the closest thing to the earth? I don't know. That might not probably be it, I'm sure. But, you but know, it's, in it's, there. Not a, it's not a bad thing. Do you think he ever just burrowed? He just burrowed into a bunch of like dirt? Maybe something like, hey, check out that cool, like, what is he doing? Worm. Oh, it's like a worm. He tried to have uh, hermaphroditic sex with another person. And they were like, wow, he's just like a worm. <laughs> oh, my God. That must, that must be what he's about. Uh, yeah, my, His kid yet. is going to be crazy. <laughs> And that's the thing is Crazy Horse wasn't actually, he was pretty mellow, but he... Really? He, you notice he'll get his name, I mean, mellow for the most part when he's like just around people in the tribe. He's actually considered to be shy and hmm. reserved and maybe even lonesome-ish. Lonesome. Yeah. But he kind of got the name from his father. It gets passed down to him later on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. The the Reginald family, the butthole family that it's handed down. Yeah. I, I get that. Oh, I do have his original name. I have his original name that he was born under. His dad? Yeah. No. Crazy Horse? Crazy Horse. I'm yeah. so sorry. My brain is all over the place. So, Crazy Horse was actually born with the name Chaoha, which translates to in the wilderness or among the trees. And then he goes by Curly, and then he goes later on by Light Hair. Mm. And then much later on in his life, he gets Crazy Horse. Uh, I'm going to keep calling him Crazy Horse because that's just... That's what we know him as. Yeah. I wish that our culture did that where we could change our names. Yeah. Maybe we can. We do on People Time... Um... I don't ever change my name. Weekly? I've always been dude, brah. Oh, no, I know. I've always been Reginald Butthole. Yeah. Uh, what I was saying is I just made up a non sequitur. Oh. 
the popples have gotten into my mind and I'm going a little bit crazy. I totally get you, bruh. Don't worry about it. So when Crazy Horse was very young, his father, Worm, was out hunting buffalo and an enemy tribe was attacking a nearby Lakota village. So it wasn't his village, but it was another one. Mm. And uh, Worm decided that he's going to go help defend that village. And he it was from the crow, which is funny that you brought that up because yeah, you're Sweet. tapping into something. Sweet. So the crow... Native Americans were attacking, and he went and helped. And because he helped, the chief mm. decided to give Worm three wives because apparently he did a really good job. He must have done a really kick-ass job. So I should also mention that it's not uncommon for a male to have multiple wives in Native American culture. And it sounds a bit, um, the wives weren't asked. Sounds a bit property-wise, but I'll get into that later because it actually is pretty badass. It's so. badass to own people? You'll see. You'll see. But it's later down the story. It's a surprise. I always wanted to own wives. Don't worry. No, I mean, I'll say right now that they have a choice. Oh, okay. So. That's all That's all I want to know. Yeah. So when Worm returned to his own village and he had three new wives. Sweet. Rattling Blanket Woman, his actual first wife. Yeah. Right? Not stoked. Yeah. She thought she'd lost favor <laughs> with her husband and she hung herself. Ah, oh, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, she killed herself when, like, Crazy Horse was, like, four or five years old. That's going to hurt. Yeah, it's a bummer. That's going to sting. I mean, Worm was greatly upset. This was That was his wife. He didn't realize, That's I guess. That's not what he meant to do. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even against their culture or anything, so he... So, would... Honey, we can make them do all the housework that you normally do, and we can just relax. Yeah. I will fuck them on the side. And she's like, I'll see you later. And then she just walked away. And... Yeah. It's probably a lot less fun than that. Yeah. So, I mean, he mourns her for a long time, and Sad. Rattling Blanket's woman's sister, um, known as Good Looking Woman, <laughs> that's her name, that, she, came, she's not hanging out with Big Nose, <laughs> came, she Grip came over it. to offer to be a replacement wife, since her sister killed herself. So that's a thing, too. Yeah, and she wanted to help take care of Crazy Horse, help raise him. That's, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, he needs a mother figure, not that the other three don't do anything well and he basically gets raised by multiple women in the tribe i think that sounds like their culture com yeah. com community oh yeah so when crazy horse was still really young probably around the age of like five or six is what's uh, estimated the tribe got snowed in and food was looking a little scarce mm. and there wasn't really any buffalo around or nearby so crazy horse's father worm was a skilled and determined hunter, and so he went out to go hunt, and he was out there for, like, days out in the cold. Yeah. And he did end up finding and killing two antelope and bringing them back to the tribe in his tent. Sweet. And when he did, Crazy Horse jumped on a pony and started riding around the whole entire tribe, inviting all the elderly and, hey. and probably other people, too. To Good come, boy. Yeah, to yeah. come get meat. Yeah. And he did not get permission to do this. Oh, oh, oh. So he shows back up to his own tent, and there's also now a giant line of people. And so his parents cut the meat and pass it out. And then the next morning, it was so much, so many people that the next morning when Crazy Horse asked for meat, they were like, yeah, we gave it's, it all away because gone, you, you, fucking... you, you told everybody that they could have some. And his mom, or I guess the whoever was his caring mom at the time. Pretty woman. Yeah, good looking woman. Said Julia Roberts. <laughs> told <laughs> it's there. Told him that like you know his kindness is is a good thing, and she didn't want to like diminish that. Yeah. But she was also like you also have to remember what your actions mean because like 
you got all the people left praising your name, but it was your father who went out and hunted for days. Yeah, and almost brought back the food, and nobody said anything to him about it. So froze to death almost. Yeah, to feed the tribe, even though that was not his intention. And that's the other thing with culture with uh, Native Americans, which is really cool, at least with the Lakotas, and that is that they really are big on bringing up their children, like almost kind of coddling them, which you might some people might be like, oh, I'm against that, but then they turn them into warriors, so they seem to have a pretty good system, and they don't end up being you know, little spoiled. babies. Yeah. But it's even noted so much so that natives, when they first were seen like white settlers, they would look at them and be like, how the hell? Why they're treating their kid? They hit their kids. What they the hit, hell? It's like five year old. They're hitting them and shit. Like they treat their kids like animals. That's weird. They're not wrong. Yeah. While mm-hmm. they're, you know, kind of calling them. So they, and they want to help flourish their things that they find to be good, you know, personality traits. Okay. But then still teach them why, you know, their actions can lead to consequences. So instead of just beating the shit out of him, they're like, you just need to recognize what does what. Yeah. Like, be responsible. Yeah. Also, yes, we're out of food. <laughs> and yes. And that's know. on you. <laughs> pretty much. But uh, I thought it was just kind of a funny story that he did when he was pretty damn young. Uh, when Crazy Horse was around the age of 13, he was already considered to actually be a pretty strong and brave, mm. not warrior yet, but he's already kind of being seen as like he's courageous he goes out yeah um he he learned to ride horses of course and was really good at it and would lead up with a pact and help with hunting and everything so he's already kind of seen like oh cool and that, that seemed to be kind of typical from what i could see from native americans that at a fairly young age he kind of started to become a man pretty early on like 13 yeah to us i don't know about you but i guess the normal age where like you're a man 18 at best depends on yeah, what culture you ask, I guess, but... I think in our culture, it's like you moved out and you're taking care of yourself, kind of, so... Yeah. Good er, job. 18 to early 20s. Yeah. Even though, you know, the the, the Jewish people have the, the, the bar mitzvah at 13. Yeah. It seems more symbolic than actually calling them an adult. Yeah. And I think they have something like that in, in Mexican culture, too, but... But with natives, it's like, yeah, you're 13, 14 years old, you're a man now, and you're going to go help with the tribe, you're going to do all the stuff... Well, back that then, do. you don't live that long, and you're physically getting stronger. You hit puberty. You're a dude now. Now, come come help out the tribe. I still haven't hit my last growth spurt, and I'm still waiting for the, like, the you're a man talk from my parents. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like 38 right now. 40. Yeah. I'm like 42. 40. <laughs> I don't someday maybe I, the Reginald the butthole family is very strict about that. Well, and one of the reasons why he's considered to be such like a courageous guy at 13 is Crazy Horse, he went and stole a bunch of horses from Crow Indians. Hell yeah, fuck them. So, a part they of, named you Sue, you don't like that? Yeah. Well, and so a part of like helping out with all the other stuff with the tribe and hunting and stuff. Yeah, he was doing dangerous stuff. If he would have gotten caught by the crows, they would have killed him. Ballsy kid. Like, probably. You know what? He makes me think that he's, like, crazy like a horse. <laughs> yeah. That's just the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know how crazy horses are. And I guess I should mention that, yeah, the crows are, are traditional enemies of the Lakota. So. Yeah, and I'm sure they're cool, too, but. Yeah, they got some, some I, I don't people know. in history that we could probably even dive into. So, about a year later, when he's about 14 years old. A cow wanders into his tribe's oh. camp, hmm. and the tribesmen were like, sweet, free food, and they killed the cow, and they passed the meat around. Yeah. They were like, let's all eat. Yeah. It's awesome. 
And it turns out that the cow was actually owned by a Mormon <laughs> who was traveling nearby the Oregon Trail. And it's like, so- you goddamn Jews <laughs> from Egypt, <laughs> kill my cow. Yeah, so after that happened, he apparently went and reported it to, you know, the U.S. military government, people that are in the nearby Seriously? area. He didn't just handle it himself like uh, a grown-up? Nope. You pussy. So 30 U.S. cavalrymen show up, and they ask, okay, who killed the cow? Because we're going to arrest that person. We're going to arrest that thief. <laughs> and the natives were like, I should also mention, sorry, there's so much stuff here. I don't even know what I'm going to be pulling in or you not. Good? There are treaties right now amongst natives and amongst settlers. There are white settlers nearby. Sure, yeah. And there's some that are traveling further west that go past them. Because this is pre-reservation, right? So they're yeah. they're just fucking out there, and the government is trying to be like, do what we say. And they're like, no, we, we're here first. Well, essentially, they like drop treaty lines where they're like, hey, we don't really go past this area. So as long as your guys don't come past here, we won't go past there and we'll keep it friendly. And they're yeah. like, okay, cool. Like the treaty is really loose based. So it's how- basically like, let's not kill each other. And then everybody makes up their own rules on the details of like, well, your guy came over here. So we kill him. Like yeah. he was a threat. We don't know who he is or well, vice versa. The same as a cow. It wandered onto their land. Yeah. Who the fuck? What are you going to arrest somebody for that? One of the natives like, it's not your cow. It's a cow kind of a thing, right? Like, that what? too. Like, this is food. It just came over here. Your food walked into my camp. Yeah. So I made him into a hamburger. And it was awesome. It was delicious. You want some? Joseph Smith, dick sucker. Well, and so the cavalry men want to know who it was specifically so they can arrest them. And the natives, the chief himself, Conquering Bear. Oh, that's a fucking cool name. Right? Mm. He was actually, they, they debate for days, and he actually even offered them. He's like, we'll replace the cow then. If it comes down to this, sure. let's keep the peace. We'll replace the cow. And the stupid Mormon who owned the cow originally mm. was like, no, I want $25. And oh. they're like, what? We don't have $25. We don't have any like, dollars. Probably like 25 grand. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's like, we can give you a cow. And I guess he even maybe offered more like a cow and could have a horse or two to go along with it for like the trouble. That's a good deal. Right? From a guy named Conquering Bear, he should just cut your fucking head off. Right? Well, after days of debating back and forth and not coming to an agreement... The 30 cavalry men, who, by the way, were actually supposed to wait for a specific person to show up who is like kind of the, I work with the Native Americans and work with the treaties and we keep the peace. Sure. Like I'm the official guy di- that does diplomat that. Diplomat of some kind. Right. They were supposed to wait for that for him. They didn't. And 30 of them uh, basically surrounded Conquering Bear and they shot him. They cool. killed Conquering Bear. Of course. Yes. Yep. Because they were like, fine, well, I guess we're just going to kill you then, I guess. you don't. I don't like the things you're saying. I'm going to shoot you. Let's shoot him. And Conquering Bear, before Should he I? got shot, he wouldn't give who it was specifically. He was like, no. Like, here, have a cow. Like, to replace it. Here, have some horses. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> right? That's what he was saying. Yeah. He's like, let me just give you a cow. And they're like, no! You're brown! But it's a Give cow. me $25,000! <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What do you, I don't even know what you're talking about. We don't fuck with that. We're not capitalists. Yeah, horses. You want horses? We got a bunch, dude. They're they're in top tip top shape. Yeah. No, no, nope. Shoot him. Yeah. So crazy horse. I mean, the, people saw this. I hate when you talk reasonably, <laughs> you people. Well, and so crazy horse obviously takes this horribly. He just killed his chief. And from that point on, he pretty much is like, yeah, don't trust white people. Don't try, don't trust the white men. Down with whitey. Yeah, they suck. So, I mean, and he's not necessarily uh, super aggressive in that sense, but he definitely doesn't trust them. He's like, yeah, they'll, they'll fucking do whatever they feel like. Yeah, I mean, they'll come in here with their own set of rules and then break them. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. They have smallpox blankets. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they have a system of government that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, after the death of Conquering Bear, Crazy Horse starts going into what they called transvisions. Hmm. Like he was, I guess, seeing, and I think this is supposed to be kind of considered to be not abnormal, but he starts to see stuff in his waking that's kind of on the spiritual side of the world, the spirit world. Yeah. That's like a thing in their culture that happens. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily happens to everybody that you would just go into these transvisions, but Hmm. he started to feel like he was getting closer connected to the spirit world and right around the age of 14 is when you go do your vision quest which is to go have a vision with the spirit world it's like it's like the hero's journey thing right where they go out by themselves and have to come back to the after they've found themselves out there yeah i'll go actually into the vision quest because when i was reading about this i was like this is fucking badass yeah i read i've read of some books by joseph campbell about that and he talks a lot about how the native american um whatever they call it spiritual quest whatever yeah they have multiple names matches old school mythology and he's like they're tapping into something here and i'm yeah. like i don't know, maybe joe <laughs> feels like a stretch maybe so i think we all just about 14 run off into the woods Find out who we are. Yeah. Because we've all done that. Well, I'd say this is definitely much more intense. So Sweet. Vision Quest, that term is more broad because each tribe of natives might have called it something different. But it's it's essentially a spiritual rite of passage. This is how you become a man. Yeah. And it's mostly males. Okay. Think, so women don't do it. Women don't do it. I, when I read it, and they, it didn't go into any further context, but it said it's mostly males, which led me to believe that maybe it's rarely women who might also go do a, a, a quest. Sure. A vision quest. But they didn't name any names of any women that did, so I don't have any way of proving that that's correct. But anyway. But if what you saw was maybe, or yeah. usually men. Yeah. Then occasionally you get a, a woman who is ballsy and mouthy, and they're like, she can be a warrior. She can go to the, the spirit thing. <laughs> Maybe she's, so. She's not just going to pop out babies. Yeah. So what would happen normally in a vision quest, like the the normal routine of it, because Crazy Horse doesn't really quite follow this routine, but normally what would happen is the elders would get together when you're about 14 years old. Okay. And they would say, hey, you're going to go take a vision quest. You're going to go out for like three or four days without any food, without any water. Bummer. You're going to fast the entire time, and you hmm. have to be in complete seclusion, so you can't be with anybody else. That you're you're going away from us, and we'll pick where you're going to go. Okay. And then, yeah, just just go out there, get with nature. So this is the same thing as uh, Boy Scout summer camp, except for I think we had food and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's the same. I was out. I was out there testing my. I was learning about myself. Yeah. I was learning how to tie knots and how to chase. 14-year-old girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think really the idea here is you're 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 depriving your body of food and Nutrient. water, right? So I think you actually might start hallucinating shit if you were to do this. Probably. And if hallucinating is the goal, they have peyote and shit in their culture. They just Yeah, they do, they do like war this. pipe and peace pipe and stuff. So let's find out what happens. Ayahuasca. Yeah. So that, that's the idea. You get really vulnerable. You go out there. You survive. And then you come back and... Hopefully you have a vision, and if you do, you tell your entire tribe what the vision was, cool. and then they help interpret what was going on in that. So, mm, sure, dumb like all other religions, but defining for them—that's it's, fun. It's true. I was split between this because part of me is like, yeah, I don't believe it. you can induce hallucinations, and yeah. then you can make it as important as you fucking feel like it. Right, right. Yeah. And so, but this one does sound really cool. So oh, sweet. Crazy Horse sets off to do his own vision quest, and he kind of doesn't go to the elders or anything. He just decides he's it's time for him to go do it. He's going through these trances, so 
he goes into the hills off uh, away from everybody else, away from his tribe, mm. and he stays out there for four days. Actually, one source said two days, and another source said four days. So I'm not actually sure. I'm not even sure if anybody's completely positive. Well, you said he's fasting the whole time. It can't be yeah. too long. Yeah, but according to the ones that I uh, leaned towards was four days without food and water, and he cried out for a dream to the great spirits. Hey! Great spirit! And I think they would do that. I think they would actually like, hey, give me a vision! Show me some deer or something! Yeah. Something with maybe some titties! <laughs> hey! I'm hungry! <laughs> really thirsty. If you have a vision with a, like some fresh water and uh, my hot aunt, all of that. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Crazy Horse gets his vision. Uh, the vision is pretty badass so i guess he sees a lake and out of the lake rides an unadorned horseman who's basically not wearing any war paint he's not wearing anything fancy just a naked dude pretty much i mean a lot of uh, natives would wear a lot of extravagant kind of wear a lot of it has was symbolized with something they did is it um, kind of wear as a decoration of that is it the guy from his tribe um hanging dong no, it's like it's hanging dong. <laughs> no, oh, he doesn't know who this guy is. Some people even depicted that he might have been like really, really white. Not like white, like me and you white, but like almost like if you were to take white powder, like white, white. Yeah, like albino. Yeah, almost like albino. Oh, but, like Jesus. But not everybody uh, says that's exactly what he saw. But he sees this horse rider come up towards him. Sure. And the horse rider directs him to that he must also present himself in the same way. You also must take off your pants. Uh, I think he's wearing pants, but just nothing we, fancy. We must, we must both hang dong. No. <laughs> That's not what he said. I heard you call the gods. You were hungry. I got something for you. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> I hope no Native Americans listen to this podcast. Thirsty, so. too? <laughs> So, yeah, as we, like, take a sacred thing and be like, hmm. <laughs> it's true, yeah. I mean, I get it. I don't, I think nothing is sacred. So, yeah, unfortunately, you have to take us with how we always are, how we treat everybody, unfortunately. People time, has, yeah. nothing is, sanct- is, is sacred or sac- sacrosanct. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. So, he tells him this, but he's telling him this more Which like. Which is why we're doing Muhammad next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Muhammad. <laughs> so he, he tells him this, but it's more like instructions, like not necessarily right now, but in general. He's saying, don't don't flare yourself up with a bunch of extravagant, fancy-looking clothes. Yeah. He's like, don't ever wear any more than one feather. So no headdresses, no anything like that. And don't ever take any trophies, hmm. like war trophies. They would take scalps, and that would be a trophy. Yes. So that was one of the things. Or they would take other kinds of things for themselves that they would be like, yeah, I won this war, and this okay. is now mine. Yeah. The horseman also tells Crazy Horse to toss dust over himself as well as over his horse before he goes into battle. Dust. I don't know what dust means, if that just means dirt or that means something specifically. Hmm. I don't know. I'm sure there's some magic symbolism there. And so he said, if you do this before every battle, you will always come out unharmed. And as long as you also follow these other instructions. Yeah. And he also tells him that, oh, he needs to have a stone he needs to wear a stone behind his ear, like a small rock. How do you keep it? Got long hair. I guess they braid it around it or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. And one of the most important things he tells him is that he must never take anything for himself. He should be helping his tribe out. That's like basically be selfless. You're a leader now. Well, you're going to be. Yeah. 
kind of thing. He says, if you do this, you'll be untouched in battle. Put dust on you and your horse. Put a rock behind your ear. Only be, one feather. Be unadorned. Yeah. Don't get too fucking fancy and up your ass. Right. Crazy horse boy. And everything's going to be on the top. It's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be coming up Millhouse. Yes. And he's like, who's Millhouse? And he's like, you'll understand the reference in like 200 years. And he's like, I think I might be dead by then. And he's like, no, keep the rock behind your ear. You'll be around. <laughs> like, that's what I just said. Yeah. You're not a very good listener. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything that helps me listen better? Like a, a twig I can put in my pocket? or Yeah, if you shove this twig into your ear and you'll, shut up. You'll understand better. You'll understand. Yeah. Well, the vision changes, and Crazy Horse then sees himself leading an army, not wearing any decorations or anything extravagant. Sweet. He rides into battle, and bullets and arrows are either whizzing past him, not hitting him, or they're even, like, going through him or bouncing off him. They can't hurt him. So he's being... Bouncing off of him. Yeah. He, he's, he can't be hurt. Not in battle. And... Just flex hard enough at the right time and there's like a thunderstorm that's going on above his head and the thunder explodes and lightning strikes him and hits him in the face crazy horse mm -hmm. this, this is, is his, his vision. vision right 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 but he still feels that this is happening oh yeah wow and he says it, it left a mark on his cheek and left these kind of uh, uh thunderstruck <laughs> hailstones like glitter all around his body huh so that's what happened when the lightning struck I don't um, think, yeah. If you get electrocuted, you're going to be shiny that. for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the vision changes once again the last time, and it, he sees his own people surrounding him, and they're holding him, and they're holding him down, and they're holding him for his enemies to kill him. Uh oh and, and he's warned that his own people will turn against him. Be, be on the lookout, buddy. So, Wild Horse returns to the tribe after he does his vision. And he tells his elders everything, including, like, hey. You, I think you guys are going to betray me later. Yeah. And they help interpret what's going on. So the thunderstorm and lightning was supposed to be really significant in a lot of ways, where apparently thunder means that they're going to be a really good speaker. They have the voice that will carry and that will help their people out. Okay. And the lightning bolt is supposed to be, like, extremely, like, you're going to be a warrior, courageous. Like, that's one of the best things you can get in you're a vision. partly made out of electricity now. Yeah. Like Tesla. Yeah. scary like Tesla. he could talk to the ghosts and the wires and yeah. be like they make this light work yeah <laughs> um they also try to help figure out why they think that his people will betray him and they're like maybe there's something we can do to like hopefully that doesn't happen kind of a thing nah it's in the vision yeah i think that's the end of the episode but it was kind of cool we know i kind of thought they were gonna try to like you know turn it around and be like oh that just means something else you're fine but now they're like yeah that's something to be concerned about well yeah. hopefully we can figure that out it's not like when my wife does my tarot cards and the death card comes up and she's like it doesn't mean death it means something ends and i'm like yeah i just finished all the crackers and now i want to kill myself because <laughs> i love triscuits she's like that's not what that means that's the same as his dream crazy horse would now wear a single hawk feather in his hair um a small rock behind his ear okay uh, war paint of a yellow lightning bolt, which is not what we think is a lightning bolt, just a yellow mark. It's not like Harry Potter. Yeah, no, not like that. Uh, he right wear it on his cheek, and that's badass though. He would sprinkle. They had these like white powder, and he'd mix it with water, and then he would dab it all over his skin. And when it dried, it looked like the hailstones that he Sweet. saw. Sweet. So that's kind of what his war paint will be, He's... which is not the. He's still unadorned. This isn't part of. 
that. Not, yeah. He's not wearing a bunch of beads and feathers. He's not wearing it. And it's not like trophies or things he's accomplished. It's just war paint. That's not considered to be. Like, I am the storm guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm. that's my X-Men character. Uh, what? He's the, he's the X-Men character named Storm. The Native American. I think Storm is Native American. Halle Berry. Well, I think she's from Africa. Oh. I just thought she was like Cherokee. She's like one of the very first X-Men. She's like the first X-Men. Is she? Yeah, Xavier goes and finds her. She's like in a village and she's can't control her powers. And he comes and like, they were all worshiping her as a god. And she's like, I'm destroying everything. Anyways. So while (laughs) he's also given a black and white pinto horse, um, which he names Inyan, which means rock or stone. Enya does? Inyan. Okay. So like, who can say where your native American friends the horse could sing. <laughs> that is fucking cool. And he is given a sacred song, which is still sung by the Oglala people today. In his vision? He was no, get- this is, he's after, he's just got his vision interpreted. So he got the yeah. horse and he got now the uh, the song. Oh, okay. So the village made a song for him. Yeah. And they still sing it over there. Yeah, because it's been recorded down apparently. Can I, we hear it? So I heard a song. And I don't know if it's, the song? Mm. I think if you if you look up Crazy Horse Song, you're just going to find Neil Young songs. I was going to say, if you go look up Crazy Horse Song, you're going to find a ton of other people mm-hmm. that are like in the 1970s. Oh, it's going to be Neil Young because his backup band is Crazy Horse. Yeah, so... Actually, Neil Young and Crazy Horse is one of the fucking greatest bands ever. Huh. Listen to them. By his mid-teens, Crazy Horse becomes a full-fledged warrior in the eyes of his people. Woo! So there's a lot of battles that he goes into. It's funny because even in the battles that are between settlers, not everything is well recorded by either side necessarily. Sure. Yeah. But there are some that are. Some are strictly from one side, some are from both, and sometimes the other. But nonetheless, yeah. he goes into a lot of battles. Sometimes they're against crows. Sometimes they're just against settlers. And I'll go into some of them that we have. Oh, I bet there's so, so fucking many that aren't talked about. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And natives do, uh, I'm going to use battles a lot. And for the most part, natives, again, something that kind of reminded me of uh, Genghis Khan um, Mm. episode and Mm -hmm. the kind of style they fight, is they mostly do this kind of small mm, party that runs in really quick, does a bunch of damage, and then runs away really fast. Yeah, run away. So they kind of do this like quick, quick go, hit, and run. Which fucking works. It's like terrorism. Yeah. You don't know what's going to come. It's fucking scary. It's scary. Especially when they're like screaming at you and stuff and they got war paint on and you're like, what is going on? Seriously, I bet, yeah. Because if they're not even wearing armor, you're like, they're not fucking kidding. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Picture some Mormons. Oh my God, what is going on? Why are we being protected from the brown people? Yeah. That's what we, the book was about. Angel world, I help me. <laughs> help you, you ancient warriors. And they're like, we were Indians too, so fuck, <laughs> fuck off. According to them, which is still not correct. Right? It's so many. God damn it. It's just all so dumb. Yeah, it's all made up. I do want to envision natives just killing the fuck out of a bunch of mormons <laughs> i think that happens just sometimes scalping them not a bunch but i think there's some yeah because they're on their pilgrimage or their pioneer ship over to utah yeah and they're do, 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 got my good book got my profit oh no i got stuck in the wilderness in the winter gonna eat some friends of mine i'm gonna have to oh shit am i being scalped <laughs> 
Uh, so I haven't paid enough tithing. Uh, I gave 10%. I shouldn't be dying right now. That's really how they feel. And then when they end up having a hundred billion dollars in assets oh my and God. investment I can't believe that shit. accounts, everyone's confused why they suck balls. I, I was never confused. No, wasn't shocking to me at all. Mm. Just made me a little bit angrier. Well, so Crazy Horses Tribe really gets behind him as far as him being this brave, determined warrior who's smart in battle. We can go to some of his battles. I got some of them here. But yeah, let's get some gory details. Um, before going into battle, I, I would like to say some of kind of learn a little bit about his personality. He would joke around to make his other warriors feel good. Hey, all right, which is kind of fun. I don't know, just like <laughs> we're gonna go scalp some. Hey, we're gonna go scalp some motherfuckers. All right, hey. hey, hey. Oh, hey, long legs. Let's go. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, big nose. I'm going to get four. I want to see you with four scalps, too. Yeah, long legs. That's not all. It's long. Am I right, long hey, legs? Hey, buddy. Hey, I can see hanging dong. You're hanging outside of your cloth. <laughs> nice. Good dick, buddy. Good dick. <laughs> hey. So he joked around with his warriors a little bit. Off the battlefield. I know you went to war with your wife last night. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm, well, I don't. I don't mean to imply that you hurt her. I just, I meant you battled her pussy. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not like with your hatchet. No, 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 no. You didn't hurt her. No, with your. She might be a little sore today, but he doesn't get me. He doesn't get me. And one other so... guy just laughing in the corner. He's like, I get you. Why is he so upset? I'm. I'm saying that you're good at the sex. He's walking away. He doesn't even know. All right, we'll be ready for battle. We're going soon. I love. I love your pussy pounding skills. I love them. I'll see you. I'll see you later. Ah, I'll give him some jerky later. It'll be no big deal. It'll be fine. We'll just, everything will be good. And you know, I think he's coming to my stand-up later, and he claps. He's a good friend. <laughs> and so, I mean, around camp, he actually really wasn't like, he didn't joke around too much. He, As I was saying before, he's considered to be shy. He also would yeah. wander around. This was apparently odd. He was kind of stuck out for just wandering around the camp without talking to anybody. And people thought that was kind of strange. He seems like a little bit of an odd, yeah. odd guy. Yeah, I mean, he would apparently open up more. If, like he was in his TP and he invited you over. Then he might joke around with you a little bit more and talk to you and stuff. But overall, people said he's kind of more of a lonesome person around the tribe. Well, his mom died. Yeah, when he was little. Yeah, he's a little sad inside. But everyone thought he was modest and kind. He was especially kind to the elderly. He's okay. especially kind to anyone who's poor or children or sick. Well, he's the type of kid that when you're starving in the middle of winter and nobody asks you to, you invite the whole village over. Like. Seems like a considerate guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's thoughtful. But um, in his late teens, in kind of his early 20s, his his reputation as a warrior just continued to grow as you know, as he battled against their enemy tribes, the Shoshones, uh, the Crow. Shoshone. Shoshone, thank you. I always wondered how to say Shoshone, the <laughs> uh, Crow. I'm also pulling from fourth grade again. That's great. Uh, Pawnee. Sure. Blackfeet. And... Like Pawnee, Indiana? No, I see. Uh... <laughs> it's not Pawnee. Pawnee, P-A-W-N-E-E, Pawnee. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, country's capital and fat people. They also ha- they also sell uh, the capital of Kirsten Nipples. We also start seeing increasing tension uh, tension between white settlers and natives in general during this time because uh, we're moving out. We're west. Mo- yeah, so white settlers are starting to move closer into yeah native territory, which is so funny that like. You go super west and you hit California, which is beautiful. There's gold and everything. But everything in between there sucks balls. Why did we keep going? Like, didn't they just hit the fucking plains or the desert and be like, this sucks. Let's go back. Well, I mean, a lot of people were going all the way to California and not really stopping. But 
You also have the people on the east who are just slowly spreading their way west, like like a cancer. Yeah, pretty much. We kind of went over this a little bit, but they uh, they have treaties still. They're loose, loose base. Everyone's still kind of afraid of each other. Yeah. So that's kind of happening. They do get into some altercations and some battles and fights with whiteies. (laughs) (laughs) I think we might be racist. Yeah, against cowboys. Fucking crackers. And to kind of go, I mean, a little bit further into it, both people, you know, uh, natives and white settlers, are pretty fearful of each other. And if they cross paths, they're not always necessarily aggressive, but it just kind of depends. I mean, if a white settler doesn't know what he's doing and travels into like a sacred area, yeah, he might get attacked. Sure. But yeah. They're like, what are you doing on our land? And what are you doing in this area? And they might attack him. And fuck are you? Or if they just like, there's a white guy coming towards us and I don't know if he's hostile. Let's go get rid of him. Well, yeah. I mean, like you were saying, the treaties are vague. Yeah. They don't really know what the, each other's intentions are when they come across each other. And it's vice versa. And natives would sometimes go cross over to where a white settlement was. And to them, they're like, you know, we were here first. So this is like, whatever. Yeah. But they also might raid the settlement. And then, yeah. So it's not. It's kind of awesome too. Yeah. But uh, they were also sometimes friendly and would trade. So it's not across the board. Everybody's just killing everybody or anything like that. It's kind of a weird mixture of vagueness. Sure. What's yeah. happening where. I mean, unless you look like Pocahontas from the cartoon, they're just going to be nervous yeah. generally. And even then, the actual Pocahontas was much fairer skinned than what they show in the Disney movie. I don't know if I've ever seen pictures of the real one. She looks like the she's white. Really? She totally looks like a white person. It's so, weird. So it's kind of like Crazy Horse. Like they have a little bit light skin. Well, I think she's lighter skin than Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse is still darker skin. I did not know this. Just lighter than most natives. It's kind of racist. Is that why John Smith was like, I like that one? Because it just <laughs> looks like she has a tan. She was supposed to be really smart. Uh, first of all, Disney only got some of the stuff right, so don't use that off of your hmm. history. That's the only thing I know. Yeah. I, I know that she painted with the colors of the wind. I'm certain of that, mm, historically. I have some terrible news for you. Huh? She painted with the colors of the wind, but she only used yeah. like a palette of three colors. That's not that great. There's m- What a bitch. I'm going to people time her and just talk shit the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what's going on. You're starting to see a little bit more confrontation and a little bit more white settlers coming in and around the area. Sure. Oh, yeah. And the other thing to also take note, sometimes people would react. So if like one Native American tribe went in and raided a settlement, mm-hmm. they might they don't think of like, oh, that was this specific tribe. They're like... It was natives, and then they they'd don't. go find the closest natives, and then go attack them. Yeah, they don't fucking know. So you're like, yeah, it's all just kinds of fucked up. Well, it's, yeah, it's the same thing as always. Like, brown is brown. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they're like, don't well, care. You, you guys are the closest to our settlement, and you're saying it wasn't you? And they're like, no, it wasn't us. I'm like, whatever, liar. How fucking convenient. So the tensions... How convenient. The tensions between natives and the U.S. grew. Trust continued to break. Bummer. Crazy Horse would go on some of the raids against the white settlements and the U.S. Army because they're building forts and they're like either on the other side, you know, on their side of the territory of their treaties because white settlements, you know, the U.S. government, even though they drew lines, they don't give a shit. We're still slowly building onto that You're area. You're encroaching on our shit. And especially if it was like around an area that was good resources like water and stuff, both sides are going to be wanting that. So yeah. they'd build a fort next to a river and the natives would be like, what the fuck? That's on our side. And that's river we need. Like, like yeah, and yeah. So I've been set by the queen. Yeah, or the president. I don't know. It's the president. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we're kind of, we're actually kind of around a uh, Lincoln time, which is weird to think about. That is fucking weird because that means that Dick Burton is around. There's a lot of people around. Like Dick Burton is 
over in in Salt Lake City right now, just running his mouth to to Brigham Smith. Yeah, Brigham Young. Yeah, weird. People time is weird. It's weird how all this stuff. Walty Whitman's is up in New York, just also running his mouth and being gay. Well, I like it because it's funny. You think about history, and you're like, well, there's these specific events happening that are big events. But when you like break it down into the details, you're like, well, this is happening. This is happening over here. And Separately. This, it happens to me that like thousands and of things are happening all at once that are notable. Weird. Yeah. Maybe Weird. More than that, but yeah. People time is tapping into something. Uh, because of his fighting ability and his generosity to his tribe. Right. Uh, Crazy Horse, who's about 25 years old now, mm. is named in Ogol Tonka Um. Ogol Tonka Um. Ogol Tonka Um. Yeah. It means shirt wear, or also a war leader, by the tribe. Yes. Shirt wear is a huge deal. Yes. The tribes can be really, really big, and they only give these out to a, like, a couple people. I, I think three, but I couldn't find a defined number, but it's not very many. And a shirt, it's not any shirt. It's like a special shirt, right? Yeah. And that's so- why they're... Shirt wearer. Right. It's actually made specifically so it... It symbolizes? Yeah. It symbolizes that they're shirt wearer. Like, it, it's given this title, but it also is made specifically with their personality in mind, so they'll have different things on there that makes them that. Again, this is not a dormant. This there's, is just... There's something that... My my history is telling me something. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a, a tribe in, like, the 70s. And there, I shouldn't even mention this because I don't remember all of it. But that's it. There, there was a guy who was like a, I think it's Black Elk was his name. Mm. And he had a vision about if we wear these shirts, the the ATF and the FBI can't shoot us with their bullets. And they all bought that and they were shirt wearers. And then the FBI killed them. Oh, man. With bullets. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. But I guess wearing a shirt is like a dignified thing in there. Yeah. And it's a specific shirt. I mean, it's not unheard of for natives to wear, you know, shirts or that kind of a garment on their torso but these ones are specific and it means a lot they are basically the voice of society they would settle quarrels within the families and even outside in foreign nations they would go be kind of diplomatic they conducted peace ceremonies selected ah, camp locations he's, he's very leadership oh big time and it's called a ghost shirt oh the, nice. the thing i was i just had to oh. make sure i made it didn't work though. referentially correct right um they're also in charge of large buffalo hunts and they're high leaders in so he's not their society chief but he's up there yeah so it that's another thing that came up in my research that i i couldn't put in for sure mm. so i couldn't tell if he was ever actually a chief or not some yeah. people call him chief uh, crazy horse okay and there was some Parts where I saw that he was named as a chief. However, I couldn't ever find the timeline. And at best, people were like, it was somewhere between this time and this time. And it was like a 10-year period. And I was like, okay. Sure. But they don't ever go into detail about it. Shirtwear, though, that came up a bunch. So I definitely put that in. Okay. So I couldn't back up that if he was ever actually a chief. I think maybe near the end of his life he might have been, but can't confirm. He was Chief Lee. Not, not Chief Lee. Like, he was Chief Lee. Oh. That's what I meant. He's Chief Lee. He's Chief-esque. Uh, and it was odd for someone like Crazy Horse to become a shirt wearer because shirt wearer, even though it was a title, it kind of stayed along with certain families often. Hmm. So it kind of got passed down. So you're, if you were a shirt wearer, there's a good chance that your son would be a shirt wearer or you know, something kind of on that, some close family member. Whereas Crazy Horse, there wasn't really anyone in his lineage before. So it wasn't unheard of, but it didn't happen very often. His dad was named Worm. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. not a great line, not a great lineage. Yeah. Well, yeah. He made it good. 
He got struck by lightning. Yeah, he got struck by lightning. And apparently, they do a big ceremony for this, of course. And when they were announcing everybody else, people, you know, they obviously cheered. But Woo! when uh, Crazy Horse got it, they said it got four times louder with the cheering because he was like, yeah, that backed up. They're like, yeah, Crazy Horse, he deserves shirt. this. Yeah. Wear that shirt. Wear that shirt. Yeah. Now take it off. Now take it. Yeah, take it off. Show me them nips. So, uh, yeah, so he's this is a big deal. He's basically a, a, a high leader within his society. Uh, two years later, in 1866, uh, tensions are still getting worse between white settlers and natives. 66? 1866. Did we just wrap up the Civil War? Uh, pretty close. Pretty. Sh- I'm just wondering, like, how fucking busy our government and yeah, army because, is already no that'd be right because they did the uh emancipation in yeah, 60 it ended in 1865 yeah so they were they were dealing with the shirt shit while killing the southerners yeah wowzers pretty much so white people are wanting to move further into native territory because they're finding all sorts of stuff gold is one of the main things they're they're like oh there's gold over this land let's go get the gold and we don't care about the stuff we said before with the natives about treaties and stuff like let's just go get those resources i didn't personally sign that treaty i will kill all of them yeah so they want to push the natives out into reservations and this is where you're first starting to kind of really get into like let's start moving them to other places trying to keep it peaceful that's what the white people are thinking like we won't go in and kill them we'll just push them off their land Fucking rude. Yeah. They're often all sorts of crappy deals to them trying to get them. I think, I mean, at this point, I'm not sure how many tribes were actually ever bought into it. They do eventually do start doing so for multiple reasons, but we'll get a little more into that later. However, most tribes are completely against this. They don't trust white people. They don't want to get off their land. Hell it's no. their land. Like, what the fuck are you wanting to move me for? You move. You go somewhere else. Dude, this reservation we're moving to is fucking boss. It's going to be so fucking great. Yeah. You're going to love it. Also, if you don't go, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, it's pretty much really what it kind of was. So, And this brings us to what is called an event called Red Cloud's War. You Red, go, Red Cloud. Yeah. So Red Cloud is like a native who was one of the biggest resistance, like one of the bigger resistance against the U.S. Army, the U.S. government. Yeah. And Red Cloud is uh, also a Oglala Lakota tribe. Like I've never heard of him. One. Yeah, He's big deal. It's so. interesting. He's definitely, I almost did a people time on him. I actually had this written down. Like, I was actually considering to do him, but I went with Crazy Horse instead. Well, the way I've been stuck in Africa, you can be stuck in native shit for a while and see if the dabblers just stick oh, around yeah. for it. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we're doing cool shit. Maybe they're, you know. Yeah. We're just, we're just fucking sick of white people. <laughs> We've done a lot. We've done a lot. Yeah. Red Cloud was, as I was saying, highly against the U.S. government proposals of any kind, especially to move natives to reservations. Mm. and was kind of just sick of their treaties in general. Like, all right, we're going to go to, like, battle and stuff, it sounds like. Now, specifically, a U.S. fort called Fort Phil Kearney Mm. is built in Wyoming, and it's built because, well, there's some white settlers that settled there, and they were mining, and they found a bunch of gold, and they were afraid that the natives were going to come attack them, which technically actually did happen. (laughs) The natives did go and attack, like, a wood train in the area and, and raided them. For the gold? I think just for supplies and different shit. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think the natives gave a fuck about gold. No, and I think it was also just kind of like a warning, like you're getting too close on our land, like fuck off. But because the miners were bringing in a lot of gold, the U.S. was like, okay, we'll bring in a fort and military to come help protect you guys because we want the gold. Yeah, who doesn't? And of course, natives were like, this is a threatening, it's so shiny. 
This is super threatening. You're coming into our territory, and we don't know why. You're breaking your treaty. Fuck out. Yeah. They're also taking over resources besides gold. Uh, that's why the natives are also, like, you're, they built it right next to a river, mm. pretty close to a river. So they're like, that's also a river we use. So also our shit. Yeah. So Crazy Horse and six other warriors show up near the fort, and they're spotted by the U.S. soldiers. The captain of the fort, William Fetterman, was ordered to always stay at the fort Aww. and to protect the fort and the miners and not to ever go chasing after the natives. However, he ignores this order when he sees Crazy Horse and these couple other natives that are with him. Spooky, like, just see him off in the distance on a hill, and you're like, oh, oh Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, Uh-oh. and so Fetterman takes it upon himself. He's like, I've got 53 um, infantrymen and 27 cavalier, and they go off and chase Crazy Horse. Like, let's just go get these guys. Sure. We'll spook them off, if anything. And Crazy Horse sees them coming. He's like, oh, oh, shit, shit. So him and the six guys start running up this hill, and Crazy Horse falls off his fucking horse. Oh. And he gets up and he's running next to his horse and he's able to grab onto his horse and he gets back up on the horse and he's like hollering and stuff. Whoa, 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 you know? Damn. And he falls off his fucking horse again and they're closing in. Uh oh, crazy. And he's running and he trips. He gets back up. He jumps on his horse. And just as they're coming up over the ridge and uh, Crazy Horse is starting to get, re- they're getting really close to him. Yeah. They come up over the ridge and all of a sudden there's like hundreds of Native Americans <laughs> on the other side. And while they were chasing Crazy Horse up the ridge, a good portion, uh, more hundreds of Natives had swung around is and he, come up around the other side. So is he falling on purpose he to is. distract them? Yes, he he's decoying. <laughs> so he fell off of his horse. On He's a good rider. He well, wasn't falling off because he sucks. He, he was curly at one point. He gets yeah. slapstick comedy. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, I'm just going to dig with him and slow him down. And they like specifically talk about this, how he like was running next to his horse. And be like, oh, 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 shit. Oh, they're getting uh-oh. closer. And they get up. And they're like, fuck me. Oh, I fell down again as I got oh. too far away. So he's trying to draw them further and further out. We're so clumsy and stupid. Oh, I keep falling. And I just, oh, oh it's so brilliant. And so, yeah. That's fucking awesome. And that's very Mongolian, too. Yeah. Their tactics to yeah. like bait them. Yeah, to like get them further away from their just fort. Bait them a little bit. It's- flank them because attacking the fort would have been a nightmare for the natives it's just way too fortified even on a smaller fort they have better weapons yeah. they have guns and they can just kind of hold out easily so that's what their idea was he baits them out there's uh, there's a total <laughs> of a thousand natives uh, during this and against that, a couple fucking like a hundred yeah and dicks so not only are the there are hundreds waiting at the base on the other side of this ridge but Hundreds of others had swung up around behind to cut them off from going back, mm-hmm. cut off the uh, military from going back to their fort. So they're trapped. Right. They just get surrounded, and they kill all the men. Yeah. Yeah. They surrounded them and just. Yep. Pow is in the, is in the uh, the movie version of this. Yeah. Does it zoom in on Crazy Horse and it just he goes, y'all want to get crazy? Bow down, 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 down. Yeah. And you see him flank. And just and then Fetterman's like, and all the white people are like, shit, get back to our camp. And then an arrow shoots into all of them. Well, and Fetterman, oh, only found one account on this. Fetterman possibly shot himself instead of doing getting shot or killed. Plus, I don't want to get tortured or killed. So I guess that. to not get scalped, I might shoot myself. One historian, I have to bring this up. I wasn't yeah. going to, but I have to now that I'm talking about it. One historian told it slightly different than some other ones. And one said Fetterman and one of his like higher end soldiers mm. shot each other in the head instead of like getting shot at arrows. And I was like, 
How does that work? So they had like a... How you can't both shoot each other in the head. One of you is going to shoot one in the head and the other one's still alive because the other one... Like you don't pull the trigger at the same time. I don't think that It's not work. realistic. I don't think so. So they, I think Fetterman might have killed himself or he was just killed by the... Natives. Well, they had like a like an agreement where like if we get surrounded by these fucking dirty engines, yeah. we'll shoot each other and then one of them popped off first <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. Now you know who to, that was? Now I have to kill myself. I was jump the guns. Jump... <laughs> He's all like, all right, we, we had to agree with that. Bam. He's like, I'm not ready. Wait, wait, wait. Ah, <laughs> shit. I have to kill myself now. And I just shit my pants. <laughs> I just shit my pants because I jumped the gun on that too. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> don't Please don't scalp me. Oh, God. Yeah, so they all died, which is pretty cool because yeah, they're building a fort on their fucking land and they got I, drawn out and they weren't supposed to. I don't have, you know, I'm not like a soft-hearted liberal where I'm like, go Indians. It's just, we act, the white people act like dicks, and I don't like dicks. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, maybe fuck you. Yeah. Maybe you should die. Yeah. Shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> well, so the ambush is known as Fetterman Massacre <laughs> to the white people, and it's better known for, uh, for the uh, natives as Battle of the Hundred in the Hand. Like, ha, because we got you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I got we, you. Right we're now. holding you right where we want you. Somewhere. Yes. A white man in the hands worth two in the bush. I don't know. Two, two in the fort? Two in the fort, yeah. <laughs> like, eh, there you go. Drag him out of the fort. So, yeah, the whole time Crazy Horse was acting as a decoy. It was all fake for him. I love that he was falling off. Yeah. Like, oh, oh whoa-oh, uh-oh, oh, shit. Oh, you guys are closing in on me. Better jump back on my horse. I don't believe in a Christian god, so I'm just clumsy. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. A year later, in 1867, Crazy Horse joins uh, another battle called the Wagon Box Fight. This also took place near Fort Phil Kearney, where we were just talking about. Mm. And the Lakota had somewhere between like 1,000 to 2,000 men. Shit. Yeah, they, they're getting a pretty big-sized group of people to go battle. And uh, they attacked a wood-cutting crew near the fort. So they keep on like fucking with this fort. Like, you're on our land. Fuck off. the fuck out of here. And it's mostly uh, U.S. soldiers, and what happened was they fled to some nearby wagons that they had set up, like, in a circle. You know how we talk about the pioneers would do that kind of a thing? Yeah. So they circle their wagons, and then they hide in the wagons, and they all shoot from the wagons as cover. Yeah, so they set up, like, a kind of like a fortification with their wagons. and Yeah. Yeah. So the Native Army, with, you know, Crazy Horse, they start running towards the, you know, on their horses. They start running towards the wagons. And they hear the white people all shoot their guns. And they're waiting for that specifically. So they, they get somewhat close, so they fire the weapons. And they kind of like back off a second as they fire. And then as soon as they hear all the firing stop, they start rushing in. Because you have to reload those fucking muskets, I bet. But then all of a sudden, the firing started way too quickly from what they were used to. They got they got their hands on those uh, bolt action, reload and shit. Breach loading. It's the back end. So... Eesh. The, it was already. Yeah, the natives at this point had been fighting soldiers who were using muskets. muskets. The gift like stuff. You can seriously only shoot like three times a minute. Oh with, my god! With the breech loading, yeah. it's like seven to eight times a minute. There's a video, or maybe it's ten times a minute. It's ten times a minute, so it's way faster than the other ones. I yeah, that's hell. I mean, honest, that's like ten times as fast. Just Almost pop, yeah. pop, pop. That's quite yeah. a bit. There is a video you should look up on YouTube if you like really dumb shit. Do you know the rapper M.I.A.? Mm -mm. She has a song where the 
chorus is gunshots where she's like all i want to do is oh i have heard that and get some money and that's rap that is rap oh, i thought it was like a pop song it is more poppy i guess huh. pop rap okay but there's a video of that where the gun is a musket so it goes all i want to do is and then it shows the guy pull out the powder and load the <laughs> load gun it. stuff it take forever take aim Okay, he's got to do it four times. <laughs> and then she comes back and hits some money. <laughs> well, it's funny because I had to go do a little bit of research on guns with this because I was wondering, yeah, well, what's the difference? How much faster is it? And that's how I got those numbers was, yeah, breech-loading rifles, fire 10 times a minute. Like a good soldier could do that. That's a bummer. They they weren't ready for that. Yeah, so the natives take heavy losses because of this. Are the natives still using bows and arrows or they got they got rifles and shit now bows and arrows and they have some rifles either through trade or through stealing or whatever but they still widely use bows and arrows okay bow and arrows which yeah, yeah. Uh, being killed by an old lead bullet or an arrow bolt pretty shitty yeah yeah not great no so yeah due to the new rifles the lakotas took heavy losses <clears throat> soldiers the soldiers only lost like five people and they got a couple wounded <clears throat> while the lakotas suffered like Oh, about a hundred casualties, and they had to like back off because oh, their shit. guns were just too powerful. They're like, "Fuck this!" How the fuck are they doing that? Yeah, so they weren't expecting to meet up against new gunpowder. But a couple of years later, in 1870, Cra uh, Crazy Horse is about 30 years old at this time, and he's in love with a woman named Black Buffalo Woman. Hell yeah, she sounds hot. Yeah, he's she been... sounds curvy. Yeah, right. Yeah, baby. Mm. And she, like, he's liked her for a long time. He's been infatuated with her for a while. But the problem is that Black Buffalo Woman is already married to somebody else. Oh, bummer. She's married to a man named No Water. And I actually found out why his name is No Water. Why would you marry a guy without water? So the reason why his name is No Water is apparently because he was a heavy, heavy drinker. <laughs> so much so that he never drank water. He drank alcohol instead. I, I've been accused of that myself. Yeah, so... Well, I thought it was kind of funny. No water. That that's, is, like, that's like the best name well, for like Well, he's so why. drunk all the time. Everyone's like, bro, have a drink of water. No. No. Dude. No. You're making an ass of yourself. I'm fine. There's a stream right there. No. Have just a is quick. It, no. It's a booze? No, then. It's not a whiskey river. All right. You know what? Your name's now No Water. Hmm. How do you like that? What's up now? You're lucky. I could have gone with fucking Boozer or something. I don't know. So I'm not even going to remember this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not even. Have you see my wife? Yeah. Apparently, black she's, buffalo woman is good looking. She's that big black buffalo. Hey, baby, come here. Hey, oh, oh, yeah. Give me the dome. No, I don't want the water. I don't want the water. So I guess I should kind of go a little bit into their marriage and divorce a little bit because it is cool and interesting. You can divorce? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So marriage is... Uh, it's pretty what you would think it is. You both like each other. You would have a ceremony. And what would happen is the man would actually move in with the woman. Like, that was kind of the thing. Like, that always happened. The man would go into the... Either the woman was living with her family, and he would go move into their tent until mm. they built their own tent. Okay. A teepee, I should say. And this even meant across, like, tribes. So you might have to go... Like, if you're in love with the person in another tribe, maybe even an enemy tribe, you oh, might a, go yeah. live with them. I don't think that happens super often, but... Hey, Romeo and Juliet's famous for a reason. It shit happens. Now, the cool thing about divorce in native tribes, at least with the Lakotas, so a woman could divorce their husband. 
Like without without having to go through anything like with the, the rest chief of the tribe doesn't or anything. have to agree to it or some shit. Nope. She Sweet. Would, she could just be like, nah, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Uh, fuck you. So it's kind of cool. They have different ways of showing this. The way you would kind of go about the progress of divorcing someone so that your husband knew about it because you didn't necessarily just have to go up and be like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. You could actually just do a couple of actions. One of hmm. one of a couple. So you could either do, you could just go move back with your family, and that was probably meant that like, yeah. We're no longer together. We're divorced. I'm yeah. no longer married to you. That's what my wife does when I've had not enough water. <laughs> she just goes to her parents' house. Yeah, there you go. And I'm like, well, that's only one of the steps to she, divorce. She could also just move in with another man. If she goes and moves into another TP. That's pretty that's clear sign. Divorce. <laughs> that's a pretty clear sign. And the third one, which I think is the funniest, in my opinion, is she can just take all of his shit and put it outside of the TP. And that means, yeah, get out. Which she's kicking the guy out. Our culture has that as well. Yeah. Get the fuck out. The other cool thing about it is that when a woman divorces her husband, she doesn't have to, but she can give some sort of, you know, kind of a favor or some kind of uh, objects or whatever to try to smooth over her feelings, but she doesn't have to. Okay. But uh, it is expected that the man accepts the wife's decision to divorce him. Because she has rights. Yeah, I mean, apparently, at least when it comes to who she wants to be with. Isn't it so funny that I'm confused uh, that a woman doesn't have rights? I know, right? Because but it's a different culture. <laughs> yeah, in our culture, they've had to fight for it. Yeah. That's hilarious. And it's just normal for them. Hey, go now, natives. That's not to say that people don't get angry or upset or whatever, well, of course. sure. But they're supposed to be civil about it, and they're not supposed to, like, get after the, you know, their wife, their it's, ex-wife. It's funny even now, in 2019, for me to be like, so the guy just has to, like, not be punch her and be a baby he just has to be like accept it be like oh she's an adult who can make choices like what do you mean yeah she's like a woman though you mean that's what you i don't understand yeah it's like weird to think about this is like this happens on planet earth you're talking about an alien race and fictional yeah this is setting what is this this isn't like humans you mean you mean like giraffes or somebody a little bit more polite I like how you said giraffe was somebody, like it's another person. The giraffes that are somebody more polite. Yeah. Yeah. They're very polite people. <laughs> so Crazy Horse likes Black Buffalo Woman who's married. Just no that water. name gives me a halfy. I know, right? Yeah. So while No Water was away from camp, Crazy Horse... And on a on a, a bender. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he was, but Crazy Horse invites Black Buffalo Woman to accompany him on a friendly innocent buffalo hunt sure mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna kill some buffalo yeah with our penis <laughs> well with mine you don't have one so yeah yeah my penis is gonna kill some buffalo maybe a black one <laughs> maybe <laughs> so no water uh they go off they go off on their hunting trip no water returns back to camp from wherever he was at and he quickly learns that his wife is now out with horse. Oh, crazy horse! Shit! Oh God! The guy with the the guy with the shirt took my lady. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So he actually tracks him down and finds their teepee that they're hey temporarily set up. Hey! Uh huh. And he starts calling out crazy horse. I would knock on the door. You don't have a door. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Teepees are weird. You guys ever thought about that? And he's like, come out, come out, crazy horse. Fuck you. And from <laughs> crazy horse. Crazy horse <laughs> like, no thanks, nah, no, I'm not coming out. I'm good. So no water sticks a pistol into the TP doorway, and he aims at a crazy horse. Uh, however, crazy horse's cousin, which is odd that he's there, is also there. His name's Touch Clouds. Touch the Clouds. Touch Clouds. Touch the Clouds, yeah. So that's just... <laughs> 
touch, so, touch the clouds. So touch the clouds is not married, <laughs> but they all just accept that when something's going on, he's going to come around and touch himself. <laughs> no, he just sits in the corner and touches himself. And in their culture, they're like, that's natural. That's fine. I'm assuming he was there for the hunt as well. They actually were going on a hunt, but Crazy Horse was also getting down with yeah, Black Buffalo. Oh, definitely. Him. And touches clouds was <laughs> as well. That's just Touching. what he calls his members, clouds. Yeah, because it's fluffy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, everyone's just, they accept that. Touch the clown. All right. Touch and, the clouds. So he actually sticks his gun into the tent. No water does. And touch the clouds, sees the gun, and he tries to hit it upward away. So it doesn't, you know, whatever. But Pop. no water actually fires the gun. And it goes into Crazy Horse's jaw. Ugh. Yeah. And then he runs away. No water is like, fuck. And he just gets on a horse. Yeah, because he off. knows Crazy Horse could beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Pussy. Yeah. So no water, he's running away on his horse, and I guess word got back around, at least to the people that were probably still also on the hunt, that were in other teepees and shit. Yeah. So they jump on horses and start chasing down no water. And no water rides so hard and so long that his horse dies. He's, he's drunk right away. Oh my God. Yeah. So then he, he actually, his horse dies of exhaustion, and he goes on foot and is able to make it oh, back fuck. to their camp. Oh, shit, oh, shit. To their main camp. Shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. The, for, like, the whole time. Fuck, 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 I need some whiskey, fuck. But he gets back to the tribe, uh, their main camp, and uh, Crazy Horse, he's actually, he's okay. Surprisingly, he's okay. I mean, he needs to mend and heal and stuff, but they get back to camp as well, and... I mean, they get the bullet out? I don't know if it, like, lodged or, like, went clean through or what, but Jesus. he definitely has a scar now. Which is neat. Which is funny, because it's on his cheek, which might be going along with his vision of having a lightning bolt on his cheek. You just got struck. I guess. Thunderstruck! With, uh, your new hot girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, I can just see her booty in my mind. <laughs> Maybe that's the no water talking. Maybe. But... That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so the chief doesn't want any more bloodshed between them, and he tries to make peace. And they basically come down to a deal where they tell No Water, "Yeah, you shot somebody that you shouldn't have, so you got to give him three horses." And okay, uh, Crazy Horse, technically, she didn't move in with him into his tent like they're supposed to at the camp. She went with him on a on a run, and then they slept together there. But she has the right to. As we said, the women can make the choices. It's true, but they also thought it was kind of mm, done shittily. I guess, yeah, like you said, the divorce rules she didn't particularly follow. Correct. Yeah. So she moved into someone else's tent, but it was like, not the tent. Not it's not totally. their actual. It's like a temporary one. They're just doing their hunting. So they're like, that's not really. It's well, maybe she had plans to move in that weekend, but they were going <laughs> hunting. So it was a temporary step. Yeah. Sure. But because of it, and because obviously no water is hurt over this. They strip Crazy Horse of his shirt wearer title. Damn it! So he no longer is a shirt wearer. So that way everybody's hopefully happy. And they, you they, know what? It's worth it though. Yeah, they they worth it for a buffalo. They're booty. No longer hostile. Yeah, yeah. I would lay, I'd take my shirt off for a buffalo booty for a black buffalo lady. Yeah, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> so after they get that kind of all worked out, the elders um, decide they're going to send in. A different woman named Black Shawl to help Crazy Horse recover. This is like a nurse, kind of, yeah. Thing. Someone to help mend, you know, his, his uh, wounds. A shaman, perhaps. Uh, medicine, possibly. Okay, but nonetheless, uh, 
which it's, is just rubbing herbs into your face. <laughs> I, I guess some leaves or something. I don't know. Some healing. Asking yeah. the spirits. But they actually get married, Crazy Horse and Black Shawl. Sweet. So I don't think he stays with uh, Black Buffalo Woman at all. Yeah. He got that. He, he hit it once and then was like, I'm mending and then there's this new girl. What am I supposed to do here? Uh, you know, the ladies love Crazy Horse. Yeah. LL He's, Cool Horse. He was considered to be handsome. Crazy Horse was. Hell yeah. yeah. And maybe the personality just didn't mix with, with, uh, with Black Buffalo Woman. Yeah. She came to my tent. Yeah. She came to my TV. She's actually uh, with the Reginald uh, Butthole family now. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Black Shawl actually gives birth to Crazy Horse's only child that we know for sure hmm. a year after he gets shot in the face. Um, the daughter is named They Are Afraid of Her. I bet they are. Which is just a cool name, I think. Yeah, where does that come from? Uh, never found out. She only made it to be two years old. But they were afraid the whole time. I guess. We don't really know this. I mean, there's no basis. But there is speculation that it's possible Black Buffalo Woman might have given birth of a child that would have been crazy oh, really? horses. Yeah. But they don't know any the history of that kid? They just don't they haven't been able to confirm it. She actually lived out to be like into the nineteen forties, but Holy shit. Nobody knows for a fact that it was actually Crazy Horse's daughter or not. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but all during this time, there's been still tons of battles actually going on between the natives and the U.S. government. So Crazy Horse has been healing up and shit, but the fighting's still going on. Yeah. So he's not a he's not a shirt anymore. Yeah. He's got a hole in his face. He's probably taking some time off. Yeah, the daughter, two yeah. years, she died. And she's scary. Yeah. But Red Cloud, amongst many other native leaders, are resisting against the U.S. And they're going into a lot of battles, and if... We were ever to do Red Cloud. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's cool in there, and in their battles, it's like hundreds from both sides die, because they they send them in, kind of do like that hit and hit and get out of there real fast. That, Gorilla. Yeah. So they rush in, shoot, 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 get the fuck out, and they're doing this over and over, and, and probably hundreds on both sides have died during Red Cloud's battles that are going on around this time frame. Hell yeah! But one of the notable battles that's coming up is called the Snake War. Yeah. Which is actually really multiple battles. It's not really just one. But on the U.S. side, you have Lieutenant Colonel George Crook, hmm. who was fairly well known in, in history due to his efforts in the U.S. Civil War. He was actually on the uh, north side. Okay. I still don't trust him. Yeah. And he's also known for the events that are happening right now. Uh, Crook was sent by the military to go continue doing... Well, we've basically already been talking about this whole entire time. To go push further into the natives' land, go get the gold, go see if you can get them to... Just, yeah. It, he Kill bas- enough of them until they leave. Yeah, he basically gets an order of, try to go do it peacefully, push them into reservations. If not, then force them into reservations. Which means, go ahead and kill them until they decide to, or until they're all dead. Just don't ask. It's basically really what's happening. And this is where we go into the snake wars. Uh, or the snake war. Oh, and there's a lot of different tribes involved in these. It's not just the Lakotas. Crook is winning most of these battles. He's He just came out of the Civil War not very long ago. Well, yeah. He gets his military men. He goes in, gets his orders to go do this, and th- the natives are, of course, resisting against any treaties or any kind of make them move anywhere, so they go into fighting, and Crook is winning a lot of these snake war battles. Superior weapons. Yeah. We also have Major General George Armstrong Custer. Hey! On the U.S. side, who is also well-known in history uh, for his efforts in Civil War. Specifically, he played a major part, actually, in the Battle of Gettysburg. He was mm-hmm. also on the north side, but he's also probably more famous for what's coming up in this story. Yeah, he dies or some shit. Hmm. We'll see. Oh, I don't know. Have you not heard of Custer? 
<clears throat> I know uh, Farside also did a comic on that. Uh, really? Gary, Gary Larson. Yeah. Gary Larson's an informed man. Apparently he's a yeah, big history buff. Uh, there's a song by my favorite punk band, The Minutemen, about General Custer. Oh, really? Yeah. I say, General George R.S. Custer died looking like a porcupine full of Indian arrows. He died like a coward shit in his pants. Is that really... That's not anything. Yeah, that's a real song. Is it really? Yeah, off of Minutemen album. Uh, he died shit in his pants. <laughs> so Custer is kind of all over the place during this time frame. He is in Kansas for a while. He gets temporarily suspended from the military because he wants to go see his wife. And he leaves his post and gets charged with being AWOL, mm. which is, I thought was funny. Dick. Uh, yeah, so abandoning your post. AWOL. He also... Uh, he also kind of gets a bunch of men killed of his own men. Not his own men, but U.S. military men. Yeah. Where he was supposed to be stationed at a fort, and another fort was sending supplies by the means of sending a bunch of men to go deliver them. And he apparently was wanting to do more stuff and was bored at the fort he was at, so he left that fort to another fort. <laughs> and those men showed up and like, where are you? And they didn't know where he went, so they just started like wandering around to go find out where, like what fort he might have gone hey, to. Uh, hey. And they were attacked by natives and killed beautiful and then he went and found them later and was like oh shit they got killed fuck and they're like what are you doing why did you leave the fort i'm an idiot yeah i'm an idiot so it's kind of funny that i had no water today makes a lot of terrible mis- you know, judgment calls apparently i but, do love how many famous historical people are fucking morons yeah there's a lot of them so he, he gets suspended for a while custer does but he does come back into the military and that's where they send him to be like hey you're gonna go fight the natives so you're gonna go join up you know with the uh crook and go get that whole scenario just fix it just fix the stuff that we want to have we just don't want to hear about them anymore we're sick of it and we keep hearing about battles and they keep attacking us just go just it's go do something our fucking country they just they're just around yeah and i hate them do you know they give their women rights <laughs> it's disgusting so an owned woman can leave and just fuck a guy it's disgusting <laughs> it's not christian that's for sure it is goddamn not I'm going to put them all into reservations and make them own casinos. This is gross. So we go into a lot more battles. Custer wins a lot of battles and reports back that he killed like 103 native warriors and also some women and children even. And Dick. he took hostage 53 women and some children as prisoners. And he's he's making an impact on the U.S. side. They're like pretty like, oh, this guy, this is what we needed. We need someone like him and Crook. They're doing the stuff. Crooked Custard. Exactly. Perfect team. Beautiful. So Custer also ordered his men to shoot like 875 Native American ponies that they'd captured. What the hell? Just to like, yeah, you guys think these are sacred and this is how you guys get around? Cool. We'll just shoot them all. Fuck them. It doesn't really make sense to do know. that. It's just weird. It's a fucking asshole. But the battle is considered to be um, pretty substantial for U.S. victories during this time frame where Custer and Crook are just... They're they're kind of wiping the natives right now. It kind of sucks. Well, like you said, they just came off of the Civil War. They're probably well uh, stocked, oh, yeah. weapon wise, strategy wise. Uh, the the natives probably just weren't fucking prepared for that. Well, and they, just like you said, they came out of battle, so they're not even just stocked weapon wise, but just mentality wise. Bloodthirst. Yeah, yeah. Custer's becoming notable um, and praised for his efforts at this time. Just around this time, though, that he's winning all these battles, white settlers find a bunch of gold in an area called the Black Hills. Wahoo! 
And this is a region where the natives actually... I fucked my sister with a gold condom. Gold condom? Yeah, where are the Black Hills? So, yeah, the Black Hills, which is in South Dakota, they find gold up there. But this is also where the natives, like, Black Hills are, like, sacred to the natives. We live here. Yeah. And so when they start to find gold, Custer announces to everybody about it, and it causes a gold rush. So everyone wants to go up there and do it. Bummer. And mine it. And the U.S. also wants to go push to help that happen and to push the natives further away from that so they can. Get that gold! Yep. So Lakota, it's it's actually Lakota territory. Like, it's way into Lakota territory. Wow. But the Lakotas are trying to kick out the settlers. So anytime someone comes in, they try to chase them out and fight and kill them, whatever. But after this happens a bunch, the U.S. government tries to approach the Lakotas and say, like, we want to buy this land off of you. Sure. Which, if you think about it, really just sounds completely ridiculous. It's a very sacred area and land. And yeah. you're going up to them and be like, we'll give you gold. We'll what do you want? You want some money? You want some gold for the gold? I want some water and some ponies. And like, we've got plenty of water and ponies. Like, I don't, I don't need what your I, shit. What I want is you to get the fuck off my mountain. Yeah. So, of course, they deny it. They're like, no, we're not going to sell our land. You can't come. You already are breaking into our territory as it is. So, like, no. And when this happens, the U.S. gets more aggressive. And they are like, oh, okay. Well, we were asking that nicely. So, <laughs> now just get off the land or we'll kill you. Right. So, if you're not going to sell it. Or you have a deadline. Here's what it is. You can either... Come to us by this deadline mm. and come up with negotiations of how much you think the land is worth and we'll buy it from you. Or we kill you and we take the land. Yeah. That's, so, I don't know how you negotiate with that. Yeah. So the Lakotas are like pissed, obviously. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So because Lakotas aren't going to give in, they don't meet the deadline, obviously. They don't go in and try to negotiate anything. Fuck you. The U.S. government sends in Crook and Custer to go engage the Lakota tribe to force them into reservations and to kill any natives that fight back. So the two dudes are heading towards Crazy Horse and the rest of the Dakota tribe. That's their path right now. Yeah. And he's still war leader guy. I mean, he's not a shirt wearer anymore, but he's still fucking badass warrior. They love him, but they stripped him of the ceremonial shirt because he fucked a married lady. Yeah. Who wasn't totally out the door. Yeah. All right. Politics. So, politics. <laughs> and then, yeah, at some point he actually might become chief according to some sources, but I couldn't define exactly if it was true or not. So, Well, it sounds like he's definitely got all the pieces to be a chief, but is maybe a little bit mischievous. He definitely has a very strong following, even though he's not a shirt wearer or a chief. Yeah. So either way, he's got like a big following in his tribe. It's the exact same as that chimpanzee war. Some people like him, some people don't. Yeah. And they're going to kill and cannibalize each other over it. Most people like him and then... Maybe No Water has some hurt feelings about it, but is still friendly enough to not. Have you seen Black aggressive. Buffalo Woman? What would you do? And No Water's like, I know, but I, I did it first. I married her. Yeah, but she was over it. You're so drunk, you got whiskey dick, twenty four seven. What she do you expect said, her to do? She said she liked it. She likes your flaccid little dick. That she said that. And then Big Dong right there walking by laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> You're all, hey hey always soft. <laughs> That's your new name. Always Shut soft. Up, no. Hey, it is what it is. Y'all call me hanging down because you can see what I'm working with, and I can see what you're not working with. That's what you are. It's like if I got cheated on. I have a drinking problem. You guys just keep you guys just keep picking on me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. You have a hot ex-wife though. <laughs> Good work. 
1876, Crazy Horse is about 36 years old at this time. Wow. Crook is leading his men, which is about a 1,000 men, mm. towards Lakota. And he's supposed to eventually actually meet up with Custer. They're not going together. They're supposed to be kind of coming up to meet around. So they've gone different paths. Crook feels like he's getting close to the Lakota tribe, and he tries to quietly march to their camp. Like he's like, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be coming up to like their main camp. Yeah. He's like, I want to, I want us to be quiet, and so we're gonna leave our shit here. Like our, like only bring so much ammo, only bring so much food, but like pack light because we're gonna move quickly and and quietly. We're gonna sneak up on him like a sneaky Indian. Yeah, he's trying to be sneaky. He's like, sir, I, I know we're gonna kill him. There's no reason to be racist right now. <laughs> And then Crook makes a bunch of mistakes from here on out. So for one, the Lakota actually already know where he's at. The funny thing is, he's trying to be sneaky. They've I mean, already it's their land, yeah. They, yeah, they probably know this shit. Well, better they than actually you. even already attacked him a couple times by doing like a couple like small parties just to run by and like shoot <laughs> arrows and run off. And he's like, oh fuck. But he think I guess his idea is like, oh, well, fuck. they know we're here, but I'm gonna try to hurry and rush them. They think we're going slow, but still, like they know where you're at. Like it's not that that big of a surprise. No. You're in the area. And they're going to be able to anticipate how fast you can go. Yeah. They're not idiots. So that's one mistake he makes. The other mistake is is that they're not really that close to their camp. They're not as close as he thinks they are. He's making guesses based off of the land that he hasn't been on. Where that's he's hilarious. Like, it's probably going to be somewhere right near these kind of rivers. Because he's worked around natives a lot. He actually has some natives with him. Yeah. He has the crows. He has a couple of these. They're not like they're not slaves. They're like paid advisors. Yeah, they oh. like made deals with them and shit. Like you can have your own reservation and come help us get rid of these guys. Crows and then are, we'll give you more shit. The crows are the bad guys. That's yeah. bad. Don't don't switch teams. Maybe not all crows. I mean, some Lakotas did the same thing later on too. But no, I refuse to believe that. The crows essentially this is what they would do is they'd pressure them down to the point where they either killed them down to a small amount or they rushed them off their land and they. Basically, trying to starve them out by pushing them to areas that sucked, anyways. And then yeah. when they finally didn't have any other choice, they'd be like, "Cool, now you're gonna go on this reservation. Let's keep it peaceful, guys." And then they push them on the reservation, and then sometimes they'd make deals where like, "We're having this trouble with these other tribes. I How about you this. come become scouts with us? And I hate we'll this. give you more things." I mean, I guess for, to the to the crows' benefit, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna lose this ultimately." And they're probably like, "Well, there are enemies as well. Why not kill a couple of our enemy tribe?" Sure, whatever. Well, and they probably lied to him, like. We're going to push the Lakota out for you to live there. <laughs> yeah. I would never lie to you. Just do oh, it. Okay, white devil. Yeah, right. Yeah, so the, the Lakotas already know where Crook is, and he's trying to be sneaky. Which is great. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot. And he takes all his men, tells them to like pack lightly, and they're going to quickly go up and take over this camp that they believe is close by. Take your shoes off so they don't hear us coming. The other problem, too, is they also don't realize is Crook is used to fighting against natives. He's done it for a while mm -hmm. and in many battles, and he's used to this kind of hit-and-run style. And he doesn't realize that the camp that he's actually trying to get to is thousands of people. <laughs> and <laughs> He's not so good at the reconnaissance. Of yeah. Yeah. And so Crook didn't know exactly where Lakota's main camp was, and he was, he was guessing, like I was saying, based off of kind of the area. He'd never been there, so he's just like... Nah, this makes sense. This is where it'd be at. But he takes about 170 crows with him. Like all generals, he's like, nah, I'm the smartest. I already know what's going on. Yep. He takes about, uh, yeah, 170 crows. He's also got some Shoshones with him as well to help fight against the Lakota. Rude. Yeah. And they're trying to do this R quiet march. Wrong side, guys. 
The funny thing, the other thing that happens during this while he's trying to make his way up to the Lakota's camp is they come across a bunch of buffalo along the way, and the crows and the Shoshone allies are like, jackpot! <laughs> oh, shit, dude! And so they start killing the buffalo to get food, and this obviously stirs the other buffalo who then start stampeding around and also make a disturbance where the Lakotas are like, yeah, they're over there. <laughs> See where all those uh, buffaloes are running like shit? Yeah, that's where they're at. Yeah. So they know where they're at. The Lakotas know where they are all at. And Crazy Horse leads a combined group of about 1,500 Lakota. And I can't, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Cheyenne? I think it's Cheyenne. Uh, so they're another group of uh, Sioux. Like the capital of Wyoming, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think or you're Montana. Right. Yeah. One of those. Montana and Wyoming are interchangeable, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So, uh, so these 1,500 men of the Lakota and Crazy Horse are going to go attack Crook and his men. Bam. And they're going to do like an upfront attack. They're not doing a hit and run kind of thing. So Yeah, it's time to get brazy. So Crook is really not prepared for this. Brazy horse. So he's deep in, Crook is deep in enemy territory. Didn't really put up any defenses either because he's expecting them to do these kind of hit and run kind of moves. They'll, they'll leave in a second. Yeah. No, they'll stop in a minute. So, they always do that. So he doesn't entrench or anything while they're like resting and stuff. And they're going to take a rest and sleep. And so Crook tells the crows that are with them hey you guys just stay awake and keep watch and let us know if anything happens and they're like okay cool so <laughs> so crook and his men wake up because they start hearing gunfire in the area where the crow indians were stationed to keep lookout like, is, there, is there more buffalo what's going on dude that's exactly what they think really <laughs> at first they're like i'm oh, shooting buffalo again those motherfuckers are they can't not shoot buffalo let's just go back to sleep and then the firing starts increasing a bunch, and they're like, well, that's kind of odd. And then a few crows start running back towards Crook's camp. Shit, 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 They're shit. screaming, the Lakotas, Lakotas, you know, they're here. And Crazy Horse, along with 1,500 other Lakotas, are now hotly engaging Crook's Indian allies. <laughs> so they're fighting with the crows that are still there and the Cheyennes. And they're heavily outnumbered, the uh, crows. Beautiful. So they are falling back towards Crook. This kind of does give Crook a little bit of time to hurry and deploy his own men. He's like, get up, wake up, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And the battle goes on for about six hours. And six hours. It It's an odd battle. Like, uh, reading through this, it was crazy. So there's a lot of engaging and disengaging because the natives keep on flanking Crook's, like, army. Because Crook has the gun power, right? They have the firing power. Yeah. So they don't want to hit him straight on because they'll just get... I'll get shot down. And Crazy Horse is in charge of this, or he's just there. He's there, and he's one of the like the main leaders, one okay. of the warriors. But so is this uh, Red Cloud is like in charge. I'm not sure who's actually heading it completely. It might not even be like because uh, I think there's like three or four major tribes involved right here. But yeah. some of the names you would know are there. Yeah, there's right. there's a lot of well known uh, natives in this battle. So there's Hanging Dong, Big Nose. No water and his cousin much water. <laughs> They're all there. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's in this fight. Good beard, shitty beard. Yeah. Peas on everything is there. Yeah. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere all the time. <laughs> so. Buffalo what? fucker. Buffalo <laughs> <laughs> fucker. He's, he's a majestic warrior. I just like to think about like, I guess you get so used to seeing the name that it kind of loses its meaning a little bit. And yeah. And you just say it in like normal context. You're like, well, fucks Buffalo. Hey, pass... Pass some corn, fucks buffalo. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. you know, but where did you get this corn? <laughs> did you fuck a buffalo for this corn? Make a bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> 
But uh, so this is what the natives are doing is they're like, they're trying to do their decoy kind of tactics where they like rush in and they try to pull out the, uh, the U.S. military guys, the soldiers. And then when they pull them out, they try to flank around the other side. Beautiful. And they, they're doing a really good job of doing this because right now most, both sides are not really losing any men. It's just like the, the battle front lines are just moving around really crazily. Mm, attrition, they yeah. call that. Attrition, what's that? In war books. What does that mean? Attrition just means like an exchange of fire that doesn't lead anywhere. Yeah. You're just like, hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. Well, and both are like fighting not... to get the high ground and then they like both kind of yeah. come back down. Well, they eventually get split up to much smaller groups, like three major groups that kind of break down even further down and things kind of get a little more chaotic because mm. communication and, and what's going on on the other side of the battlefield. Cause it, it stretches out about three miles wide, the, yeah. the line, yeah, the battle line. And it's just a bunch of exchanges like this where the Indians might come in, the natives might come in and start firing on them and get a couple guys, but then they turn their guns toward them, so they have to take off really fast. And they're on horses, and they're really skilled horse riders, the natives, so they're they're swift. They come in, and they get out. And the soldiers are just, like, hunkered down with their rifles, and they're like, bang, bang. Yeah, I mean, superior technology versus superior warriorship. But they're having, yeah, they're having a hard time hitting or killing any of the natives because they're just riding by on horses. It's hard to shoot them. Damn it. With old shitty bullets that don't really fucking. They don't even shoot straight, I don't think. Yeah. I think at this point they actually got it so they can actually spin. The oh. bullets actually will spin the so they're to stay straight. Barrel but, thing, yeah. Yeah, but they still are shitty. These are yeah. like really old guns. Um, and they do, they do this dance for a while where they're pushing it back and forth. And Crook's men. They're able to, they're kind of more better defensive than they are attackive, mm. but they do eventually start slowly kind of pushing the natives further out away from where their camp was kind of at. And I say camp loosely, they didn't really have a whole lot of stuff. They actually have where they left all their stuff. Yeah. It's not like their main place, it's their, their battle line or whatever. Yeah, it's where they were resting at. Well, where they left all their shit at, that gets attacked because they left some men behind there and then Whoops. natives go and find it and they start attacking it. <laughs> And Crook's like, oh, shit, oh, fuck. So he sends, like, some of his, like, lieutenants or whatever to go fight back at their camp where they have more stuff. And they get split up really bad. The natives are trying to, like, cut them off. So that way they're no longer able to, like, meet up again. And it's just chaos. Unfortunately, it does get to the point where it's, it gets to a stalemate because the natives do get the people who are over by the their supplies. But then the allies of the soldiers that are the crows mm -hmm. and the other natives that are helping them they show up and push all the lakotas back so they kind of save that camp and those people's lives because they were losing really bad oh shit but after that it goes into like kind of a stalemate where nobody's really hitting anybody anymore because the natives are too swift but the uh, soldiers have higher gun power you know have the higher yeah, because I would imagine the Crows and the Cheyennes have Western guns. They were loaned or whatever. Oh, yeah. And also the good horsemanship. Yeah. So they probably yeah, definitely out, outdid them. Yeah, and so the Natives, I mean, they kind of... Bummer. They kind of retreat back. I mean, they're the ones who went and did the attack initially. So they kind of pull back and they're like, all right, well, let's get them away from the area they're at they're kind of been somewhat fortified enough to where they can just sit there and fire at us and we yeah. can't get too close. So let's pull back and draw them in f even further away from where they're at now and try to separate them more. Sure. 
So when the natives pull back, Crooks decides he's not going to try to go further into Lakota territory anymore from this point. Well, they're well prepared. Yeah, and he wasn't expecting that kind of a battle, and he's now down on supplies. Yeah. They stole some and, you know, probably, like, destroyed some of their supplies as well. Yeah. And so they just, they're not fit to go fight this battle, so he decides, rather than trying to follow them, which is what the Lakotas were trying to get them to do. Yeah. He decides he's going to head back to, like, an actual fort and resupply up and get new orders. Mm-hmm. And the Lakotas realize they're not going to be chased after him, so they go back to their camp. Both sides only lose probably less than 100 people on each side. But it was really more of just a, hey, fuck you, yeah, fight. A, if the Lakotas would have been able to jump on them, you know, if they didn't get alerted by the crows, they probably would have swept them. If it was just white guys. Yeah, yeah they, they were all sleeping and shit. They would have walked on them. But because they got a tiny bit of a heads up enough for them to get up and get their guns going. Damn it. And they now are using the better guns like we were talking about earlier. If it, had, if it had been muskets, I think it would have been over. One week after this battle happens, this stops also Crook going to go meet with Custer, because that was the plan. He was going to go up there, try to go rush the Lakotas. He thought he could take them, but he was also supposed to meet up with Custer. Yeah. This doesn't happen now. He so now where the fuck is Custer? So Custer, a week later, he goes in with his men to go attack the Lakotas. Mm. And he now finally actually gets warned. He's like, this is one of the biggest like native camps that anyone has seen. There's no as shit, As far dude. as like, white people go, right? Yeah. Don't Custer your pants when you see them. Yeah. You might. And the crows even tell him, like, Lakotas are strong. They're kind of, they're our enemy. They're, they're hard to fight against. And yeah. Beat. They're tough. We know what they do. So Custer, one of their dudes got struck by lightning and then got shot in the face and he's fine. <laughs> he's okay. He's just out there. He's fighting right now. He's dude is fucking no shit. Yeah. So Custer and his men attack a large Lakota encampment, the the big one, and it's along the Little Bighorn River, which is a pretty famous. It's actually a historical site now. Little Bighorn. I've uh, heard the phrase. <laughs> yep. It's, That's all I know. Yeah, it's kind of how I was too. So yeah. Fuck me. I'm an idiot. Now, the next couple parts of this was the hardest part of my research. Huh. Huh. It is so everywhere. So. There's a lot of debate of what exactly happened in the battle. Okay. Um, mostly because the accounts that are told the conflict, um, there's also not a lot of white people accounts on this. You'll well, find out why soon enough. <laughs> they don't like to admit certain things. Or they didn't make it. <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, specifics in the middle of a battle are tough to tie down. Oh yeah. Yeah, either way. So here's basically what ends up happening. As far as I could tell with the research, and this is up for debate, and there's a lot of different variations and stories with this, but essentially Custer takes his men, and he finds the camp. And he thinks that it's actually a smaller camp than what he was warned of, because all he's seen is like women and children like hanging out with ponies and washing yeah, stuff and whatever. Whatever. He's like, this is not that big. He's like, either this isn't the one, or this is not as, you know, they exaggerated. He's like, all right, so I'm going to take half my men and I want to go attack them on one side and then my other half go attack on the other side. We'll the just women and children? Come squish them. His plan actually was rather than killing off all the warriors, he's like, I'll just kidnap the women and children and then we'll use them as leverage and hostages that's, by saying... That's beautiful. That's literally what his plan oh, is. That's perfect. They There's... knew that the Lakotas were very family type based. Yeah. So they're like, if we capture some of their family and hold them hostage, they'll do what we say because they don't want their family to die. I don't like that. And that's that's true. Like, that's how the Lakotas are. Well, and especially he's thinking, dude, this is going to be fucking great. There's no warriors. 
we'll uh, rape the women, which is awesome, right? That's fucking awesome. And then we'll make the kids like run around and be like our servants and shit, dude. It's gonna be fucking dope. Yeah. Because there's no warriors. I don't. I don't see any. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. Hey, everybody who wants to rape today, hands up. Every, everybody, every one, two, three, four. That's everyone. Like, that's like that's about four hundred. Let's do it. Yeah, and that's that's what his plan is. He's hoping like he he knows he'll have to kill some, but he thinks the idea that I, I can do this peacefully without having a big giant battle by forcing them into a reservation after I've kidnapped their family and made them agree to it. Basically, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's war logic. I get it. Yeah, don't like it because you know we've done a lot of war guys. Yeah. And they get a little shady, a little shifty, but not this shifty. Yeah. You don't target women and children for leverage. It's uh, it's untoward. Yeah. It's bad news. It's bad form. Yeah. Bad form. Yeah. So this is the kind of shitty part is during this battle, we don't know what Crazy Horse did. It's not written down. Nobody knows what happened, and there's a lot of arguing about it. And the only thing we do know is that what other people said, and all they said was, he was the greatest fighter in the whole battle, (laughs) and that he was amazing. He rode very close to the soldiers without ever getting shot or hit, and he was yelling to his warriors. And the soldiers kept shooting at him, but it didn't ever take him down. So he's a point guard. And he's, he's Steph Curry. Nobody went to the details of what exactly it was he was doing other than that. So what we know is he didn't hide behind a tree and cry like a little bitch. Yeah. We know he was fucking there. Yeah. Matter of fact, this whole entire battle is actually considered to be, when it comes to historians, they argue about the very little we know about it. Oh, wow. So even the, the entire battle, it's it's called also known as Custard's Last Stand. Custard's Last Stand. Heard of it. So in a Minuteman song. This is one of those ones... <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those ones where it's like people are like they got swept we don't know what happened and huh. that's what happened so we do know this Custer because he had his plans out yes he was going to go rush into both sides on and, on a, a a tribe he saw yeah he was go let's go right and left yeah basically okay and it's kind of like elongated like how the tribe is set up with all their teepees it's kind of like long shaped and so he's going to go from top and bottom essentially okay come in and squish them squish the twinkie yeah and we do push the cream out we do have some native accounts on this so we do know some of this stuff but not anything with crazy horse what happened was they kicked up a lot of dust and nobody could really see very well Mm. and it was closer combats and they do know that even some natives accidentally shot some of their own because after this dust settled they found arrows in their own you know guys god damn it yeah they're like fuck and it was. It was supposed to be really hard to see. But it sounds like it's, it caused quite a cacophony, and they weren't really sure what to, yeah. who the fuck you're shooting at. And so what some of the natives said were that <laughs> Custer rode in, and and this is up for debate too. Custer rode in and got about halfway through, and then they just fucking obliterated them. Like, the natives obliterated the soldiers. Oh, they pushed back yeah. effectively. They got up, and they fought back. Do you think they were ready for it is what it is? Possibly. I mean, they were already getting attacked, and Saw they already knew that uh, Crook was there recently, and they're like, maybe they're going to be coming. From my understanding, Custer didn't think there was hardly anybody in the in the camp, and I think they were hiding or something. Ah. And maybe they didn't know exactly when they were going to get attacked, but maybe they were being like low-key. Right. Or drew them in. I don't know. But That's beautiful. After Custer and his men get in, they just, after that, everyone just knows that all the white people died almost. Like, <laughs> they came with like 700 men. Three of three hundred of them died, and the rest retreated. And a lot of them got hunted down while they were retreating. Oh no! And some made it alive, but a lot of their accounts are not either taken or written down, or they were like, "I don't know what happened," because it was just chaos. 
Yeah. Some people believe that Custer didn't even really make it that far and was like killed really early on in the battle. But either way, they found like a his little body. Dick. And he actually had gunshot wounds in him. He had one in his chest and one in his head. And they assumed that he was shot in the chest fatally and then was afterwards shot in the head as like a fuck you. With bullets. With bullets. Yeah. Sweet. But Custer dies. And it's funny because during this time frame, he's considered to be a, a hero that fell, right? He was going to go do, help the white men. He was the best and he fought bravely and all that shit. It's not until like the 1970s, like a hundred years later, that people start going like, I think he was kind of one of the bad guys. He was one, he's yeah. part of the the U.S. government that was trying to force natives into reservations. Imperialist bully shit. Yeah. And he died shit in his pants. So if you grew up during World War II time, you thought he was a hero. Because he's that well known. Oh, yes. That died by the natives' hands. And then if you grew up in like the 70s and 80s, you started to get a different aspect of being like, maybe he's a bad guy. And today... Because a dick. Yeah. Well, I do love that the speculation is that he died early and that there was a quick kind of like, fuck you, death. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of debate that his body was moved from one location to another and all this weird stuff about nah, that... where he died at in the battle. Nobody can agree on it. The whole battle's like mostly a mystery. Well, battles don't come with scholars. Yeah. You know? Not everyone reports everything. And if they do, it's not always accurate. Never is. Yeah. It's like you know telling your own story when you're a little bit stoned yeah you're the only one there even though there are other people yeah you're the only one there custer also thought even though it was a big camp that there was only gonna be like 800 natives there was like 2,000 so he was and he only had about 700 800 men not good at the reconnaissance custer yeah not so great not so great maybe he died shit in his pants and it's fine yeah well, and some people also, some historians believe, based off of his battle plans and stuff, and what he might have told some of his advisors that were there with him, or like, you know, that he advised to them, I guess, was that he might have also rushed it because they were leaving a trail. And apparently someone told Custer that natives had found his men's trail that they had made while they were making their way up. <laughs> right. And that he might have rushed and been like, oh, okay, let's go attack from both sides. We'll hit them fast and hard. Sure. There's only 800 of them. And then he got down there. And there was 2,000 of them. He just underestimated them because they're brown. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Yeah. What are they, fucking arrows? Well, he was already told. Yeah. And he was already told that like it was like one of the biggest camps. And then also told. No, no. I just saw a bunch of chicks. Yeah. No, I just saw a bunch of kids and stuff. But yeah. Take them all as slaves. They got wiped out. Like it's a bam, one-sided battle for sure. Don't fuck with Brazy Horse. Yeah. Um, we also don't know who exactly it was that killed Custer. But we know that he died in that battle for sure. It was Crazy Horse. He did it. That's what I like to think. But Pe- That's people time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, this is the battle known as Battle of the Little Bighorn or Custer's Last Stand, depending on which side you are yeah. looking from it. What I love is that people time doesn't, we don't. We just say both. Yeah, yeah. It's got two historical names attached to it. Yeah. We don't identify as anything. We're like wispy historical ghosts who just tell you the truth and then disappear. And this is considered one of the most significant defeats by, you know, on the U.S.'s side. They're like, holy fuck. Because they loved uh, Custer. They, yeah, he was yeah. the Indian killer. Yeah. And due to the loss of this battle, the U.S. decides to send in a lot more military. They're like, all right. Bummer. We're going to fucking end this then. And so they go in, they fight the natives. How dare you 
fight for your own shit. Yeah. I'm going to kill all of you. They're they're done with it. They're done with, like, fucking around. So they send in a lot more. That's not America. America is you shut up and do what I say. Yep. And the plan is, basically, the government's just saying, like, all right, just go dwindle them down. Mm. And then get to the point where they're if they're going to give up, then cool, we'll put them on reservations. If not, just wipe them out. And that's essentially what ends up happening for the next few years is just the military goes in, does a lot of battles, kills a bunch of natives, and puts the ones on reservations that basically give up. And we're like, all right, we don't want to, mm. like, we're down to fucking only, like, 50 people. Yeah. And you're sending over thousands of men. So, yeah, okay, we give up. And they're pretty shitty about it. Obviously, we know somewhat about this. Reservations are, are shit if you're not from, you know, America. When the Indians or, or from the Native over, Americans over here in the West, where we have reses that you can go to and see, yeah, we still have reservations today. Yeah, if you're if you're from places where there isn't a res, you, you may not get it, but it's arguably the most depressing it's places depressing. I've ever been. Yeah, it's very depressing. So if you don't know anything about reservations, just in case, what happened was the U.S. when they made the Native Americans move off of their land, they promised them that they would have their own land to go to. Oh, sweet. So that way they could be safe and they Our wouldn't own land? keep fighting against them. But the land they were given was shit land. Oh, this sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. barely livable and garbage. They, they gave really nah. bad deals in general. They'd, like, try to trade them. Be like, we'll give you beads for, like, a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Like, they tried to do all sorts of shady shit, and a lot of times the natives were like, fuck you. But it got to the point more so that they were just, just got beaten overrun. Down. Yeah. They just got beaten down. Just the, the manpower and the firing power was just greatly well, different. So this is what's going on is a lot of the natives are finally conforming to the ideas of what the U.S. is wanting to do with them. They're yeah. like, all right. Most of them get dispatched to other parts of the country, shitty parts, as we were just saying. The dead parts. Yeah. That nobody wants to go to. Garbage areas, deserts. If you drive from Salt Lake to Las Vegas, which if you're from Salt Lake, you do. Yeah. Because it's right there. But you pass about two two reses. You... It fucking looks like it's the middle of nowhere desert. Well, anyways, Crazy Horse and his warriors who have been also dwindling down because of all this. Yeah. It gets down to a very small amount and they go and fight their last battle in Wolf Mountain against the U.S. Cavalry. Mm. There really isn't a lot of losses in this battle, um, but it's significant because it's kind of breaks down their spirits. They get pushed further and further back and it's winter time. Yeah. They don't have a lot of food around them. A lot of the men are deciding to surrender rather than starve. And Crazy Horse eventually makes the same call to save the rest of his men because they're all starving to death pretty much. And he's like, all right, let's go. Let's go talk to the U.S. Let's go make a deal or whatever. Yeah. And they show up at a fort that is nearby, Fort Robinson in Nebraska. And that's where they got kind of pushed around to and stuff. It sounds depressing. And so, and they meet up with this guy named First Lieutenant William P. Clark to formally surrender and mm. try to negotiate what's going to happen next. Crazy Horse and a few of his warriors are essentially being held there while they discuss treaties, peace, etc. Bad uh, deals. Yeah. Essentially, let me give you this beaded blanket for yeah. like three thousand acres. It's supposed to be yeah, it's supposed to be negotiating, and it's funny because if like the natives were to negotiate something, they'd be like, That's outrageous, even though it's something reasonable, and then they would put something that really was outrageous and and be like this is a good deal what are you talking about would you rather be starving or dead bruh bruh this is a good deal trust me trust me hey i wouldn't lie to you i'm gonna put my hand on this bible i can't lie now this is a good deal (laughs) yeah for everybody for everybody you especially 
Oh, you're going to get the best out of this, you dirty Indian. <laughs> what did you say? Huh? huh? What's up? Go ahead. Sign. Sign! Now, at some point during the negotiations, uh, there's a lot of issues start to arise. One of the main ones, well, first of all, they have interpreters, and they're not necessarily doing a great job. But on top of that, yeah. the negotiations, because they're shitty. Hey, even Richard Burton, the language genius, couldn't speak native languages so yeah. i bet they're tough yeah well some of the men and some of even the men that were with uh crazy horse are starting to agree to some of the stuff that the u.s is proposing which involves like oh. hey we're getting involved with this tribe called the nez purse and we want to go basically stop them from fighting us so you mm. come help us we'll give you better reservations or we'll give you more land in your reservations where's the nez purse i'm not sure they're up north but i'm oh. not sure exactly how far but that's what they're saying to like, hey, you already get these reservations, part of the negotiation, right? But if you come help us, we'll get we'll make that reservation bigger for you so you have more land this to is, run around on, right? No, they're lying. This is painful. And some I don't, of, I don't feel good. Some of Crazy Horse's men are like, all right, fine. Like they're taking the deal. So Crazy Horse gets upset and he's starting to get pissed off. Because he's smart. He realizes he's being played. Yeah. And he's and he his men are being all. convinced of bullshit. Right. So he's mad at the US for what they're saying. He's getting mad at his own tribe because they're agreeing to some of the shit. And really, they don't, their own. I mean, his own tribe. Even though it's shit, I also see they're like, we're we're getting stamped out here. What are you? What are we supposed to do here? Well, that's fair. The other option is just extinction. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, during some of the negotiation with the interpreters, we don't know exactly what was said. Mm -hmm. But one interpreter said that he was that crazy horse said that he won't stop fighting until all white men are killed. And he yeah. Was, so he's upset about. The U.S., he's upset about his own thing, and then I guess he stood up and, like, pounded on the table and said this. Kill but Whitey! There was another interpreter there who said, no, 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 you misunderstood him. What he said was he was agreeing now, finally, to do what you're asking. Not kill Whitey! He's going to fight with the white man, as in alongside, not fight with them, as in against them. So are you saying that we historically actually don't know which interpretation we don't which know. is correct i do know that natives today that tell his side of the story and stuff because they've passed down all through their you know families and stuff they don't think that i mean they weren't there but they don't think that uh crazy horse would have agreed to fight with them yeah so he they think that maybe he said like yeah fuck fuck you like so it's either to their face he said no i'm gonna kill all white people or he said, no, I'm going to fight with all white people. I'm going to fight with the white people. So it's that difference of with. I'm going to fight all white people or I'm going to fight with all white people. Yeah, exactly. Or, white, or for white people. Yeah. I'm going to fight alongside them or I'm going to fight with them. Like, I'm going to fight with them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill white people. Well, it is tough because he sounds like, like you were saying, the Lakota are a communal type of people. He's a smart guy. He could admit defeat and be like, all right, I'll fight with, with you. I could even see him saying, like, okay, I'll do it, and then just, like, let's just get out of here after this. Let's just get the fuck out. Or somewhere. he could be that much of a badass yeah. in their face being like, no, I'm going to kill cool. all of you. I'm yeah. going to kill all of you. I say that a lot. I'm I'm hoping that we have a, an official meeting with the Popples soon, and they might try some of that shit, like, oh, you know, concessions, etc. And I'll be like, sure, I'm going to murder all of you. <laughs> no agreements. Yeah. And I'm going to pull out a Bowie knife and stab it into the table and be like, what? Get the fuck out. Yeah. You monkey bears. It's just, I just want to see what they do. And we'll see you on the podcasting pages. The podcasting wars. Where you're below.
and listens or whatever. They don't even have, they're not even on Apple because they're in a different dimension. Yeah, they're on. It's Papple. Pineapple. Where they are. <laughs> Pineapple.com. They actually have decent reviews on there. Oh, on, fuck. On Pineapple.com. Yeah. But they won't after they're dead. <laughs> so, yeah, this causes a huge commotion and they're like, telling crazy horse that he needs to settle down and they yeah. don't know what he said because the two interpreters are fighting about what he said and general george crook if you crook. remember him yeah came uh he's in the area he gets ordered to go help calm down the scenario and when he arrives someone tells him that crazy horse mentioned that he was going to kill crook when he arrived to come to these meetings did he say that so that's also debated. A lot of people think that this was a lie that they were trying to Or it's more like frame I'm going to kill Crook or I'm going to give Crook a hug. Yeah. And the knows? two interpreters are like, kill and hug in the Lakota language, it's pretty much the same word. It's like hard. It's just this very like distinctive. I, I don't We're trying to find the intonation, but he won't say it again because he's kind of a shy guy. Mm -hmm. He has a weird scar on his face, and I don't want to ask him again because he looks scary. <laughs> so we're just going to go with maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Killer hug. One of the two. Hopefully Crook doesn't show up. <laughs> maybe we won't have to deal with this. Well, so when Crook hears this, he just tells his he just tells those men to immediately arrest Crazy Horse. Yeah. And then he leaves. He doesn't even talk to Crazy Horse or go meet with him. No, oh, because he doesn't give a fuck. No. So he leaves, and a lot of people believe that he was incorrectly informed either by a guard trying to cause issues or possibly even the u.s government being like this guy's not negotiating with us let's just fucking find like let's say he did something and arrest him and then kill him or whatever whole bunch of different scenarios yeah nobody really knows yeah so here's what happens next also debated i'm not i'm not psyched about what's coming all right so i don't feel good i'm gonna give you the main stories the different variations and then you can go for there okay all right so crazy horse is arrested and being taken to a cell for presumably threatening crook yes okay and a lot of people think this is probably the main idea that people believe is that crazy horse is asking to actually to talk to the military higher leader guys hmm. because he's getting taken to a cell he's like no let me talk to them let me talk to them. give me your supervisor and they just ignore him and they're like you're going into your cell and while he's being taken there he has heard of other stories of natives that when they get arrested and taken to cells or whatever, yeah. they're most likely just going to be killed or they'll get shipped away from their families on a reservation that's far away kind of a thing. <laughs> he doesn't want that to happen. Right. So some people think that he might have started to freak out, realizing like, oh, if I'm going to be put in a cell, I'm probably going to die. Mm. And so he freaks out, essentially, according to this story idea. Well, he's locked up now. He has no... I mean, he's speaking a language they can't translate. Yeah. This is a stressful situation. So he is struggling against the I'm guards. I'm stressed, and I'm not even there. I know, right? So he starts struggling against the guards to escape, and while struggling, there's one of his guys that came in with him. It's been a part of his tribe this entire time. His name's Little Big Man. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? So he's there, and and he's walking along with the guard and Crazy Horse, and he's trying to calm Crazy Horse down. Bro, okay, all right. And he's like, what Deep are you breaths. freaking out about? And so he grabs onto Crazy Horse, and he's holding him by his arm. Is he big or is he little? I don't know. Is he little, but he thinks he's big, or is he big and he thinks he's little? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> we could go either way. But uh, not knowing why he's freaking out, he's it's just like trying to... Like Little John. 
Yeah, he's just trying to hold him down, being like, dude, calm down. You're going to get killed if you attack a guard or whatever you're wrong, doing. Yeah, wrong time to freak out. And just then, the guard, with his bayonet, stabs Crazy Horse in the back, which is a fatal wound. Come on. Which this coincides with his vision that his own people were, would hold him down while the enemy killed him. That, like, not even metaphorically. Weird, huh? It's and, like literal. And I like it too in this sense because it's also in this version, little big man isn't trying to hold him down for his enemies. He doesn't to, realize that... It's not betrayal. Yeah. Which, which is how you would interpret the dream. Which is exactly what everybody else earlier was like, well, how do we... Like, what is that? Why would you get betrayed by your own people? Like, what? Well, we gotta we figure love, that out. We love you, dude. We wouldn't yeah. do that. So that kind of helps coincide that. There is another story. I hate this. That little big man reports himself saying that Crazy Horse had snuck in two knives when they showed up originally into some blankets. And he had somehow got them onto his person, so he was carrying them around with him. And when they were taking him in, he's not like in handcuffs or anything. So when they were taking him to his cell, he pulled out the knives and little yeah. Big, yeah, and was like threatening, like, fuck off. Like, I'm not going into a cell or whatever. And little fuck you. Little Big Man, doing the exact same thing as before, grabs onto his arms, but according to Little Big Man's reports, he, he slipped. He, like, tried to grab his arm and pull it behind him, and because he was holding a knife, mm. Crazy Horse supposedly stabs himself in the back, which seems... Mm. doesn't make any sense. They also know it was a bayonet that, that stabbed him. And this story's not real. Little Big Man says that he made the knife from a bayonet. I don't know what happened. I'm a big man, little man. And so some people... So I'm... I'm I'm six eight, three fifty, but I have a teeny dick. Yeah. So they call me little big man, and I uh, I don't know what happened. Some people think that little big man was told to report this, so that way there would be hopefully not any hostility because they have a lot of natives right now in I this don't know. fort. I don't know what happened. So that way there wouldn't be any hostility between the U.S. and the natives that are there. So it sounds like the guard bayoneting him would be what happened, mm -hmm. and they were like. Tell this different story so less people are pissed off. Yeah, tell him he, he stabbed himself in the struggle. Mm. Yeah, so that might have been the way that it happened. Mm. But this is, by the way, the only account to the story. There were supposedly other eyewitnesses, and nobody said that Crazy Horse had a knife. So it was only Little Big Man that stated this. Well, even if he did have a knife, he didn't stab himself. Yeah, right. Like if he pulled a knife on the guard and the guard knife or bayoneted him, that's more realistic. Right. That could be a possibility. The last one is basically just the, the guard decided to kill Crazy Horse after he arrested him. Just, I like your face. Yeah, stabbed him in the back because, you know, he was a savage or whatever they thought back then. Yeah. And uh, that maybe no scuffle even happened. They were just like, this guy's uncooperative, not helping us. He's been a thorn in our paw this entire time. Fuck him. Like, why are we even doing this? And I just killed him. Yeah. And then made up a story afterwards of being like, oh, yeah, he... Struggled, and then we had to but kill him. Why a little big man would go along with any fake narrative, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is either A, they threatened little big man, and we're like, look, we're we're winning this fight. We're going to kill your whole family. Yeah, so here's what's going to happen next. Or you come help us. You go get your own land. Let's just get done with this. I am so mad. You know, I tend to lean towards the first story, mostly because I just like how it coincides with this vision. Yeah, but, well, that too, certainly. But, uh... It's fun. Real life, Occam's Razor, like, that's more likely what happened. 
Yeah. Where you're like, because the first story has a reason for why he got stabbed. There's a reason why he freaks out. There's a reason why little big man says what he says. The rest of them has too many uh, questions that are unanswered that I don't believe. Yeah. It's all mysterious. The last part of Crazy Horse's life is was the hardest part to research because it's there's so many ambiguity and conflict of what historians believe or yeah. at least what they think believed. And I'm sure you're going to run into historians who are fucking certain of one story or the other uh-huh. and, and you read half an article and you're like, oh, I get the logic and then you read a different article with a different angle and you go, oh, I get the, oh, oh, shit. shit. Yeah, it was a lot of branching off. Shit. Well, after Crazy Horse is stabbed and he's slowly dying out, the U.S. officials take him to a room with a with a cot, and Crazy Horse refuses to use the cot of a white man. Fuck you! And he lays on the floor and eventually dies there. Ah. Yeah. I think it took a few hours for him to die. Uh, his body is handed over by his parents. Um, the barrier, the burial of his body is um, undisclosed location. Nobody knows where he's. Been Why buried. is that? I think it was more of a sacred thing for him. I think his parents took him back towards their land and then probably did their normal. That's wild. Is that a Lakota thing? Well, so Lakotas do, uh, I actually learned about this just off of researching, not necessarily with Crazy Horse, but Lakotas actually keep their dead, um, like the bodies around for a while. They actually post them up on like little beds that are above the ground. Very creepy. Sure. And they actually talk to him and act as if they're still there. Each to his own. Very creepy. like food and stuff. I don't feel good. That's not normal and then after a certain period of time they take them back down and then they eventually bury them i mean i guess if it's sort of like you want because like you were saying the koto are very communal maybe they all feel familial and so you need like a thousand people to all grieve at the same time you're like we're gonna need like a week well we're gonna we're just gonna put him up and open his mouth so you can move his jaw and so you can come over and be like oh i'm bummed that you died i'm your third cousin and you move his jaw he's like i always loved you and you're like Okay, I feel better. Well, it has to do something with them entering the spirit world is what they believe because they do believe in an afterlife. So they believe like this is like you have to almost ease into it. So it's not like you just get thrown into the next world. Uh, So they keep their body around for a little bit longer because they're still part of this world but starting to go into the spirit world. Okay. They still talk to him because it's still like natural to be like Because he's around to them. He's around. And then slowly over time they go further and further into the spirit world and then they bury the body. But the cool thing is is Crazy Horse was rarely ever injured in battle except for when he was shot by an arrow just after he decided to take two enemy scalps as trophies. Yes! So he went against his vision, and when he did, he got shot. Ah, that is weird. I don't like that. Uh, He was never wounded by a bullet from his actual enemies, just like his vision showed. However, he did get shot in the jaw, which, I mean, you could say maybe he was his enemy at the time, but they were friends before and friends after. I mean, they were friends before, and then afterwards, they weren't enemies, so... It was after he healed, you know, like at a bar, him and No Water were like... But Buffalo Woman is fucking hot. Right. Dude, dude, right? Oh, I, I'm not mad at you, bro. I'm not mad at you either. All right. Uh, let me get you a shot of uh, fire water. Yeah, I don't He's know. He's like, I don't drink water. It's like, no, it's whiskey, bro. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You are in touch with the spirit world right now. Yeah. I'm touching into something. I just, I just miss her booty. That's what's also cool about the vision quest that they do is that they actually believe they're going into the spirit world to some extent. They think that... They cross? A little bit that they're like kind of blurring the lines because they think that that's why you actually fast and everything is the idea is that your body and your mind is actually blocking out the spirit world. And so when you 
malnutrish yourself. So you're like half your dead. body weak. Yeah, you're actually entering uh. to some degree into the spirit world where you can have visions and see stuff because the spirit world's happening all around you apparently. Like it's sure overlaid kind of a thing, right? Overlapping. So if you're healthy, that's the block. Yeah. Once you start dying, you cross. I guess so. Um. Yes. So there are no known photos of Crazy Horse. Zero? Yeah, so there's a couple that are circulating. And if you were to go look up Crazy I'm Horse on I'm Google. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, if you go look up Crazy Horse and try to Google his image, there's a couple that are circulating that most historians and most natives are like, that's not him. Hmm. Um, the two most famous ones, I guess, that are circulating. One is like an, a native who is dressed up in native clothing, but he looks almost be like in a kind of a studio type looking thing. Which he never would have been around exactly and like the way the lighting hits and how it's all done it Hmm. looks kind of like how maybe later on like 10 or 20 years later how they were like come get a picture like this will be fun and they try to purposely dress it up to be even more native like but the clothes that he's wearing in that specific picture aren't fitting the time frame of when he lived there is another one that's circulating that is highly been manipulated and changed and nobody knows who it is. They don't think it's Crazy Horse, but you'll find that one too. That's it's a bummer. labeled as Crazy Horse. That's a bummer though. Yeah, most people think that he did not ever get his picture taken, but his family passed down a sketch over the years that Ooh. recently was just released, and they say it's fairly accurate uh, according to what they believe to be. You know, They think that it's pretty close to what he probably looked like. The closest. Yeah. Potentially. And so um, that's the only one. And we know that came from their, like his family, like down the line. Yeah. So that's probably the closest thing we've got. Crazy Horse is remembered for his courage, leadership, and his tenacity and spirit. Hell yeah. That face of near impossible odds. That's America. He's more America than the white motherfucker who tried to push him out. Yeah. And his legacy is celebrated, actually, in this Crazy Horse Memorial. So mad. It's an uncompleted monumental sculpture located in the Black Hills, if you remember. Black yeah. Black Hills came up earlier in our story. Where the gold was. South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Not far from, actually, Mount Rushmore. It's actually interesting. The guy who was working on Mount Rushmore was also the same guy who was working on this. Weird. And it started back in the 1948, and um, the guy's name, who was a sculpturist, yeah. his name, I can't pronounce. Sculpturer. Korzak Zolkowski. Uh, yeah, I can't say his name. I'm so well, sorry. A Polish gentleman. The Crazy Horse Memorial would be would be the largest sculpture in the world if it gets completed. Yeah, like it's either the second or the or or the largest, but it's it's uncompleted and nobody knows when it's going to be. Well, I know the the biggest is a uh, some guy in India, ironically, like Indian India. Yeah, it is right now. Which I don't remember who it is. It's not Gandhi. No, no, no. It's uh, it's another guy who was part of liberating though. Yeah liberating uh, the Indians versus the actual Indians. The actual Indians. Yeah. Who actually don't even go by Indians anyway. They're, they they're, don't call themselves they're Indians. They're Hindis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then I think the second biggest statue is, is the Crazy Horse one, if it's completed. I mean, his face is completed, and there's a definitely, like, they've cut into the mountain to finish it, but... They've stopped. I don't know if they're ever going to start again. So you can find a picture of the statue next to what it's supposed to end up being. The horse, with him on the horse, yeah. And they are, like, less than a quarter done. They honestly just have his face, and then the mountain is cut into. It's going to be a... If they finish it, it will be the biggest monument to a person, and 
fucking like a mountain sized and i want to see it and you can you can actually go visit this millions of visitors go there each year to go check it out because it's giant hell yeah and it's fucking crazy horse man yeah i mean that that was his uh his haunts in, in the dakotas and he stood for uh that type of bravery and fuck you attitude that is purely american and we need to respect that hell yeah I know I sound obnoxiously like an old white guy, but I am an old white guy. Yeah. America is fuck you. That's our philosophy. (laughs) And Crazy Horse was like, fuck you. This is my land. That's, yes. Well, I'm so stoked that... uh, Fuck you. Not only because we've done a, a Native American, which I don't know anything about their culture stuff so it's really fun doing the research on this and yeah. learning a ton of things there's so much stuff that not only i didn't bring up um and just in general with the native americans and what's going on i mean the, I, we're trying to fit it all into an episode obviously but well we haven't even brought up the dakota pipeline oh exactly or uh, other shit yeah there's a lot that ties in well and there's also battles that obviously crazy horse wasn't a part of that are awesome battles like I was saying for uh, Red Cloud, you can follow him and his life, and we could do an episode on him in the future because hell yeah, it's a whole bunch of bonkers stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, I would definitely recommend searching through more Native American history because it's not generally taught in schools. Well, thanks again for listening to another fucking episode of People Time. Jesus, this one got a little deep and dark. Yeah, you get to learn a lot of history too, in, in general of. <sighs> Native Americans versus the U.S., which is uh, it's a bu- it's a bummer. I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. Yeah, I don't like that his death was so uh, quick and undignified. Yeah, um, he deserved better than that. But you know, you, you get mixed up with the U.S. government, they will make you die undignified. They do that on purpose. Yeah. they like to embarrass you. They are satanic. They don't care. The real American spirit is not in the government; it's in the individual, and it is fuck you. Your your patriotism is. Nah, oh. Fuck you! Oh, okay. <laughs> Not you. Everybody. Everybody! Oh. That's the American spirit. I have inborn rights, according to George Washington, and I stamp them. Fuck you! Oh. Everybody, I have rights. You know who doesn't have rights? Popples. I'll Popples. kill all of you. All right. You have no rights. People time. Fuck you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>